What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 97 of Beef's Beef. Uh, this time we don't have a uh, guest to kind of uh, shield BJ from being rusty. So, no, I think we probably have a couple of cockroaches around that might want to be on here or there. <laughs> I mean, maybe some crickets. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But it was pretty fun last week doing two episodes in a week again. It felt like old times. Yeah, it was good to have both those guests on here. Both those guys did a great job. I mean, we had natural chemistry with them where we were having good conversation. Yeah. Um, and it was good to be back. So three good things in one week. It's kind of like in baseball where you hit the ball out of bounds, you know what I'm saying? Instead of like just, three. Yeah, just like when you hit it out of bounds in yeah. baseball. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But we'll go back to the best part of the podcast, you know, the intro. I hate having to say that every time because I feel like when I say that, you know, it's like – made up because it's not the best part no of it. it's like you know a sales pitchy and when you know that something is true you just like should just go with it automatically instead of trying to sell it so i'm not going to say that any longer everybody knows what the truth is <clears throat> best part of the podcast but we'll start off with number one and we'll go some police code for you you know what i'm saying i know you don't know much about this but a 1097 in police code means they arrived on the scene right so we'll go ahead and start it off. We'll let you take a couple of stabs in the dark, see if you can figure out what a 1094 is. A 1094? This is going to be extremely tough for you to guess. Um, but maybe breaking, breaking and entering. That wouldn't be a bad one, but it, it's drag racing. So I know maybe you had gotten in trouble for that before. I was, I was close. Yeah, so that, that's not too far off. Uh, what about a 1080? Similar to drag racing, but slightly different. Uh, 1080 is a police chase. Yes, chase in progress. That's very impressive. Thank you for reading my notes. I didn't. You gave it away when you said it was close to that. I knew they're not going to call in for a speeding ticket. So I just yeah, but chase in progress is still pretty different from drag racing. I just figured car going fast, and they needed help. So yeah, I guess that is a good good uh, process of elimination over there. You're much smarter than what you like put thing. off. Yeah, I wouldn't say that far, but yeah, I mean you're pretty decent on that one. Uh, ten, last one for you, ten fifty-seven. Ten fifty-seven. Another variation, but it's kind of uh, if you mix the first car. two. No. One more guess. If you mix the first two, if you're drag racing and there's a chase in progress, but yet maybe it was just something and then something. I have no idea. <laughs> Come on, that's something and something had to have, have given away. Uh, you were hit and run. Uh, Mixing yeah. the two together because it's drag racing, you're running, right? And then chasing progress because I guess you're they running. hit. Yeah, you're also so, running. Yes. So yeah. um, on to number two. Uh, number 97 was, and obviously this is episode number 97, hence the 97, 1097. But number 97 was the car number of Kurt Busch when he won the 2004 NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. I uh, know you're a big historian of NASCAR. Did you just bring up NASCAR? For all our avid NASCAR listeners, just remember who gives you love. You know what I'm saying? Who likes to drive in circles? I like to drive in circles, bro. Um, what does NASCAR stand for? Oh, man. Softball pitch to you. You got this one. No. Think of NBA. I, I, yeah, think I of know. NFL. I mean, go along those guidelines. Gui- it's. I think it's. Can you spell Na- NASCAR? N A S C A R. Good. I'm gonna guess, and don't stop me in the middle of it if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. I, I, I wasn't going to anyways. I was just gonna let you fall flat on your National face. National hey. Auto Stock Car Association Racing. 
It's actually very, very close, but just out of order, really. National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. So I was close, dude. Now, why they needed to make it that long? Solely to make the acronym? Yeah. It's kind of like SNES, make it work perfectly? No, come on, dude. So it's NASCAR. You know what I'm saying? How would it sound? Let me ask you this. How would it sound if they said National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing? How does it sound when they say Super Nintendo Entertainment System? You know what I'm saying? So they yeah, had to so go they with say SNES. S-N-E-S. Well, I would say Or SNES. a Super. Do they say Super Nintendo. N-A-S-C-A-R? No. Or do they say National A-S-C-A-R? No, bro. It's SNES. No, it's okay. not SNES. Okay. You're literally the only person on planet Earth that calls it a SNES. There's got to be another somewhere, and maybe they're the perfect fit for me, and hopefully she's attractive. But you know what? If not, I'll take the hand that's dealt to me because the SNES I'm is what go I'm going to break with. your heart. More often what? than not, attractive females do not play video games. No, it doesn't break my heart at all. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, Again, I'm saying more often than not. It's not always. Well, in this case, that's very detrimental to me. But I get what you're saying. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. Although they do sound attractive. I don't need my... Oh, you been on... Yeah, I've heard some girls on Xbox Live, and it's like, this girl's probably hot. Probably because you don't hear many females on there as much, and, and so you're and like, you oh, like there's a chick to, in here. Yeah. You're like always trying to add them to your team, even if they suck. Oh, yeah. It's like, it'd be cool if she was hot. Yeah, wishful thinking. Yeah, but well, all right. I digress. No, it's a, it's a good point. I think it's a fair point as well too. Um, number three, Madden '97 was the first NFL American football game to be created in the 32-bit gaming era. Now I know you're like, oh, what's the 32-bit gaming that was era? Super Nintendo. No. And Sega Genesis. No, but it was the fifth gen game series, which included Sega Saturn, PlayStation One, or PlayStation. I think I know another one. Thirty two X, right? For the Sega Genesis. It was a it was an add on to the Sega Genesis. I don't know if that's true, but Sega Saturn is the one that's I in the that fifth too. gen. Yeah. The Atari Jaguar, the N sixty four, and the three D O interactive multiplayer. So my questions to you along these lines are which of those that I just listed, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Atari Jaguar, N64, 3DO Interactive Multiplayer, which one of those was the most expensive and what was the price? The most expensive out of all of those? Yes. The 3DO. 3DO was correct. You had to go by the name. That was a dead no, giveaway. No, because I remember uh, wanting one, and I remember them being ridiculously expensive. Well, what is your guess as to what uh, ridiculously expensive well, was? The 64, I think, was like 200 bucks. I can't tell you neither here nor there. there. But I'm pretty sure the 3DO was like 350 or 400. 350 would have been a bargain for it. How about 699.99? Jeez, dude. Yeah. When I read that I thought, "My goodness, you have to take a kidney or a spleen to get one of those bad boys." And I think kidney or spleen is much more valuable in my personal opinion. Don't quote me on this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Sharp had one of those. A spleen or a kidney? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, a uh, 3DO. Did he really? I'm almost positive Sharpie. he did. I actually didn't know much about it. So when I was researching it all today, I had heard of it, but I don't think I ever saw yeah. one in person. You know, I was for yeah. the rich white I had folks. A, I had a Sega Saturn. Yeah. Also had a Nintendo 64. Okay. Surprisingly, I never had a PS1. Well, there was PlayStation and there was PS1. It's the same thing. It essentially is the same thing, yeah. I mean, PS1 was a slimmer, sleeker, sexier version. It's the same thing. Yes, very much so. I had both, if you were wondering. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think there was, that, was there really two different ones? 
Yeah, there seriously was too. The original PlayStation was much bigger. It was and like this big with the two buttons on it, right? What was the smaller one? Smaller one was a lot smaller, exactly like I let me in sound. Because I remember the slimmer PlayStation 2s, but I don't remember the smaller PlayStation. PS1, they were completely different designs, but the PS1 was like that silver one that was extremely small, whereas the other one was like a big, bulkier version. PS1 was the one that kind of was more easily transported, was a lot lighter, just sleeker, slimmer, smaller. Um, but which of those options do you think was the least expensive option? Sega Saturn, PlayStation, Atari Jaguar, N64, 3DO Interactive. Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn is incorrect. Then, it, I, then I would guess Atari, uh, the Atari. Atari is also incorrect. It was the N64, and the N64 was only $200 at that time. So I was right when I said that. Well, you were right, but I couldn't tell you because that would have maybe given you a hint. But, yes, you were correct before, and the N64 was probably the best bargain for your buck as far as I quality think it was the entertainment. I the best console out of all those anyway. Well, that's where you're wrong, my friend. But as far as bargain for your buck, you know, you pay the that extra. The out of all those is PlayStation. Than, no. Come on. PlayStation 1. Don't be disrespectful. PlayStation 1 is not better than Nintendo 64. Ten times better. It's not even, it, it's not even that amount less. No, it's probably not ten times better, but it is now, substantially better. Now, if you're talking better. PlayStation 2, okay. okay, I'll hear your argument. But no. PlayStation 1 is not better than Nintendo 64. Well, let me explain to you why it's better. Now, you, you novices will not understand what I'm talking about, but do you know the CD versus cartridge debate? What about it? Uh, how about that N64 had games that were on cartridges because they had failed attempts for Sony trying to make them CD games, and they also had failed attempts with Philips trying to make them games so i'm missing the part where having a cartridge is less or is not as good yeah, because you let would. me ask you how many times you scratched the cartridge and it didn't work a lot let Never. me ask you how many times you had to blow in it and get that sucker to work okay, and but, sometimes but, it worked but but it still worked sometimes and tell on me the much, snes on occasion tell me it didn't how much work. fun you had blown in those cartridges to get it to work not that fun because dust fun. was blowing in your eye and i mean you know you, scratch, you had a lot of practice at blowing. I did not. You scratch, scratch a PlayStation CD, your game's done. No, I had the fixer kit, bro. Which worked 50% of the time. It was like $9.99. That's pretty good odds for $9.99. But let, let me just continue the <clears throat> argument, right? So it was all a scam by Nintendo because Nintendo owned the rights to the cartridges, right? So okay. whenever they were selling these companies on doing their video games with them, they were upcharging them, which then makes the games more expensive, which is why you had PlayStation's exclusives. I know you didn't know this, but there was a lot of great games like Final Fantasy. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but Final Fantasy was originally intended for the N64, but did not ever see the N64 because of that reason. So CDs... That doesn't really hurt my feelings because I didn't play that game. I so. didn't either, you know, all truth be told because it has i know a lot of people who did though oh so do i they're on like final fantasy 94 right now grant cheney's a huge final fantasy fan shout out to grant he would be upset if he heard me talking bad about it and he should be because you're being very disrespectful you're but being disrespectful by saying that it's 10 times better than nintendo 64 i rescinded the 10 times it's like 4.75 it's, it's not better than it at all well it's all personal preference but i definitely say it's substantially better at least by three times Oh, my goodness. But also, the CDs had um, a little bit slower load times, but they could have more total content on them. So the CDs are much better overall. Just, you know, that's a losing argument No, for you. because you can't save your games on a CD, but you can save them on a cartridge. 
incorrect. It was actually the system itself. So you couldn't save it on a PlayStation at all. Well, so you had memory cards. Make, you had to buy memory cards. Yes, because you could now, save well, it. You could save Zelda without having a memory card. You could save Banjo without having a memory card. You're correct. But so guess you're what? You could also me do more and more reasons to say the Nintendo 64. Now, my friend, listen. If you got that extra hundred dollars to spend that PlayStation $100? money, dollars. Yeah, you ain't hurting for a twenty-five dollar memory card, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was us big ballers. You know what I'm saying? The original Speaking Triple of Bs. big ballers, bro. Yeah. You, you calling yourself a big baller, you're going to start selling all this stuff in a package for 100 bucks. It's a good deal. I'm thinking about buying a pair. They probably already sold out by now. Never lost. Well, if they did, he's probably making a good amount of money because they're still only costing probably $30 for all that product. But, yeah, substantial. If you didn't see it, check the Facebook page. They're selling a hoodie, shoes, socks, and t-shirt right yeah for a hundred dollars and the shoes were originally four ninety nine ninety nine. so throwing them flip-flops for free bro oh yeah them those were like three hundred dollars yeah <laughs> come on which dude. are not even nike benassi quality but hey teach their own uh brings me to number four though uh marching 97 ever heard of them no never heard of them that's because you're not a lehigh university alumni you know what i'm saying but neither are you well you didn't have to tell the listeners but i'm also not a lehigh alumni but that's their marching band at lehigh and i've got a lot of fond memories of being at lehigh as we referenced in earlier podcasts okay my question to you is, you're going to answer this. This is one of those softballs. Who's the best basketball player to ever come out of Lehigh University? C.J. McCollum. Correct. Who is the only NBA-drafted player to come out of <laughs> C.J. McCollum? Correct. Who did C.J. McCollum and the Lehigh C.J. McCollums beat in 2012 March Madness? The Duke Blue Devils. Correct, which I just wanted to make sure everybody else heard. Yes, <laughs> Lehigh beat Duke University in 2012. Now, this is where it gets a little bit tougher, but I think you can still get this one. Can you name four players on that Duke 2012 team? I think you can do this. 2012? Yes. The uh, team that got beat by C.J. McCollum. Any four players. Any four players. I think there's two, three, four, five, six, seven that I have on my list. I think you're capable of getting six of those. Seth Curry. Correct. That's one for one. Quinn Cook. Correct. That's two for two. Uh, Mason Plumley. Correct. That's three for three. Was Miles Plumley on that team too? Yes, he was. I was going to give you a little bit of hint. So Rasheed that's four. Suleiman on there? He was not. No. He might have. Come the next year. He, he was later, yes. Um, trying to think who else was on those There's teams. a big, big name that you're missing who is actually – He's in the NBA now, yes. And then there's two Kyrie. other names that are smaller. No, no. Kyrie was 2011. Nope. Um, was Emil Jefferson on that team? His father, no. His father was a former NBA professional. Was That's, Nolan Smith still there? No. No, because I'm trying to. I, I could give you another hint well, with that. I've already named my four, so this one really doesn't make me look yeah, back. I named those four no, right it, off. No, it doesn't make you look back. Getting those four is good. Um, but his dad is also a coach. You can get See, this See, my one. mind went straight to Dunleavy, but Dunleavy was early 2000s. Former NBA player. He's also a coach. Current coach. One of your former UofL Cardinals, who is probably one of my favorite UofL Cardinals, plays there currently also with another guy who's one of my all-time favorite players who i told you i would rather meet than hang out with oh somebody man he was he only played there one year too austin rivers austin rivers and that 
puts a dagger deep in my heart because of what Austin Rivers did to the North yeah, Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, in Chapel Hill. So the other two that are on there, and that was a tough shot, by the way. Uh, Andre Dawkins, I really like Andre Dawkins. He came out of high school a year earlier to come play for Coach K and was a very important piece for them. Never really panned out. I thought he was going to be a great player. And then Tyler Thornton, he was their other starter. So good job naming those four. The two Plumley brothers was the ones that I figured you were going to get quickest. Um, on to number five in the last segment of the intro, though. Um, had to give a shout-out to the Nike Air Max 97s. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite shoes of all time. Um, classic silhouette. Wanted to see if you knew what it was designed after. Don't think you're going to get this one, but maybe randomly you knew what the Nike Air Max 97s The Nike Air Max 97s were uh, modeled after a hiker's shoes because they're the ugliest shoes of all time. Those are the Nike Air Max 95, which also were not designed after a hiking shoe, but I knew you were going to disrespect them. 97s you might actually like. 97s are actually the shoes that I bought when my St. Louis Blues beat your Boston Bruins in the NHL Stanley Cup. You know, the Nahal League? Yeah. But they were designed after Japanese yeah, the bullet trains. the 95s are ugly. The 97s are just a little bit less ugly. They got the ugly knocked off of them. They just, just because they added more bubbles to them. Well, so that brings me to another question. The first time, it's actually not a question, I'm just going to que- tell you. So what was the answer to that question? Japanese bullet trains. You ever been to Japan? I have not. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen a bullet train? No. Doesn't sound like a good thing to name a train, in my opinion. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't I? I don't think you want to get in front of a bullet or a train, but you definitely don't want to get in front of a bullet train. Japanese bullet train. Yeah. I can see why it's modeled after, or why they would say it's modeled after that. Yeah. To people who don't know a ton about shoes, when you hear some of these inspirations and you look at them, you're like, oh, that really makes sense. But then you wonder why was that train almost looks like a barracuda. Uh, that's a stretch, but I could see. Yeah, it is stretched. Yeah, Barracudas do are, are elongated. Uh, I think they're both fast. I see where you're drawing inspiration from there, but I think you're you're stretching there. Um, what what was the two features on the Air Max 97 that were the first for any shoe of all time? You kind of touched on one of them. I'm guessing bubbles going all the way around. Full length air okay. is what we would call that in the no. You know what I'm saying? But yes, you're correct. And, and the second one you're probably not going to get, but it has to do with the. I'm gonna, don't say what it has to do with. But okay. I, I'm going to guess no because these came out in '97. Yes. Okay, so I know the Jordan 11s already had two different types of material with patent, patent leather, leather and and just regular. I like where your mind's at, but this is not a material. This is a feature on the shoe that was not aesthetic. Speaking, it's more, uh, I'm guessing something to do with the laces, but I don't have yes. any idea. Hidden lacing system, yep. So, first shoe with full length air bubble, also the first shoe with the hidden lacing system. So, very, very unique shoe, and it stood the test of time. 2017 was just their 20th anniversary. They dropped a bunch of different colorways, brought out the old silver bullets, probably the most classic colorway of them. Besides the U.S., though. What country was this shoe the most popular in? I mean, I feel like this would be too easy if it was that, but I'm not going to skip past it. I'm going to say Japan. Japan is not correct, but I could see how you can make that reference. So, um... I want to give you some help, but I don't want to make myself look like an idiot as well, too, by (laughs) guessing... I'm going to go with India, then. 
India, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't That's know. Not, what it, it? it also starts with an I, if that helps you. Indonesia. No. That's an interesting guess as well, too. That would be odd to be that popular there. It would I guess. be. Italy. Italy I feel is like Italy is pretty fashion yeah. forward. And that's what I'm trying to say to you. You know, 97 stood the test of time because they were the most popular in Italy. Um, what what would you guess the price was on the Nike Air Max 97? Once again, is what we're talking about. 175. In 1997, it was 150. dollars Dang it! I was gonna say 150. I knew I shouldn't have. Close. They're about 175 now, roughly, depending on what colorway you get and what the release is. A dollar 75. I wish I would have every color, and uh, that was 10 dollars more than what the previous years were. So that's my fun facts for the day. I gotta come up with a good name for that besides just the intro too. The numbers game, boring. You know, numero uno, we call boring. It, we can call it uh, BJ Blabbers. Well, because that's all you do. No, that that's segment. the truth, but that's not what we have to name it. Like we but, need a good name. A good thing that you ended that with a shoe talk. Correct. Because now we got something that we want to talk about, and I know you're you've been waiting for this segment the whole time that you've been the co-host. Well, you know, sometimes I have dreams about it at night. I will say that. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare two shoes that just came out. One of them I'll, I know at least one of our listeners has in Tony. And I feel like a couple other people have gotten them. And then the other ones, are they even out yet? Yes, both of them are out currently. So, I, I wanted to say the one that you're referencing has actually sold out on Adidas.com as well, too. So wanted to give Steel a little bit of shine from them, but... Currently, Adidas.com has them sold out. Yeah. So we're going to compare the Giannis shoes against this, the Donovan Spida Mitchell shoes. Yep. Giannis shoe is Nike Zoom Freak 1. Spida shoe is D-O-N or Dawn issue yeah. number uno. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you're going to steal most of this because outside of just saying, hey, that looks pretty cool, I'm not really... And what you said just now, the no, when it comes to saying stuff with shoes. I've seen... That's the, a lie. I know you know what you're I've talking about. I've seen the Mitchells in person today. Yes. Tony wore them when we were eating lunch. Which is pretty cool. I still don't like them in person, which sucks because I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. But let me ask you this. Do you not like them in person? Like, you don't see how they could be a good basketball shoe, or you don't like them as far as, like, a casual shoe, or you're just not high well, on them let's overall? be honest. First of all, the... To answer your question with a question, how many people are buying those to play basketball in? I would say the vast majority of people are buying them just to wear them. Casual? Yes. Oh, man. The vast majority of people are wearing those to wear them casually. I think they look like a decent basketball shoe to me. I probably wouldn't personally wear them casually. They're a pretty bulky shoe for a low-top shoe. Like there's not they're almost as bulky as these LeBrons that I'm wearing right now, to be honest with you. seen them in person. I would say they're bulkier. To me, it's got the LeBron 16 has a sleeker design yeah. than what most of the other LeBrons had had. If you look back to like a LeBron 8 or somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, even look at his first shoe. His first shoe was literally like a huge boot. I love his first shoe, But though. that shoe was like a boot, though. Oh, it was that, designed after a boot, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, but, I mean, I saw him in person, and... Maybe it's just because I hate that company so much. Yeah. I, I just hate Adidas. Which is amazing that your school is sponsored by them and you still can't grow love for them. No, I, I've never liked Adidas in comparison to Nike. While we're on Adidas talk, you know I actually just picked up a pair of Game of Thrones Adidas the other day. I thought you might like that. No. Yeah, okay. 
They're actually good looking shoes. So like, I'm gonna be honest. Did not with you, buy man. them because they're Game of Thrones shoes. Like, I have a couple polos that are Adidas because they're golf polos. They were. Yeah, pretty good material. Yeah, you know, pretty good material. These shorts that I'm wearing right now are Adidas. Yeah, very good. They're go- but they're golf polos and stuff like. Other outside of that, I don't think I own anything Adidas. That's I actually I would stand. I would say for a fact I own zero Adidas outside of Louisville stuff. I like a lot of Adidas, but Adidas has also put out a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm much higher on Nike in general. I know a lot more about the Nike brand in general. But I, at one point in time, the Climate Cool. Um, shoes, T-shirts, everything series was really, really popular. The D-Roses, I had those a couple of years. And then when I was playing AAU basketball, there was a pair of shoes that I forget what they were. Also, throwing it all the way back to, like, the middle school. <laughs> well, yeah, SS2Gs is what we had. Um, but shell toes in general, yeah. So Adidas has some good stuff. It's just typically I've not never, for me. I've never liked them. Yeah. I've, and it's... It's just been. A th- I've never liked Adidas. But so you said all that. In this case, are you picking the Adidas over the Nikes? That like this is one of the most difficult comps I've ever had because I don't like either shoe. Yeah, I think Giannis's shoe looks terrible as well. The only thing that's Which saving you, you the haven't Giannis, seen that one in person, right? No, I've just seen it in pictures. When you see it in person, I think it might change it a little bit. Also, you've only seen that one colorway, and I think you only saw that one angle, right? Which no, was I like thought, the I worst. I just looked at them before we started. I looked okay. at them. I think it was on like Finish Signs website or something. Did you see the orange pair yet? No, I only saw the one colorway still, but okay. I did see more than just the angle that I saw before. The bottom yeah. looks pretty cool with that. Like clearish rubber on the bottom, translucent. Yeah, it, that goes up to the side. But what? have you ever seen the movie The Fifth Element? I've heard of it, but Bruce, I don't think Bruce I've Willis. seen it. Well, there's a bad guy on there, and okay. he has, half of his head is plastic, yeah. and that's what these shoes remind me of. <laughs> that would be hilarious if there was some type of inspiration there. Yeah, shout out to be, Bruce Willis. Come on the podcast. Like, you're gonna be like, whoa, dude! You, like, yeah, clear I see plastic. What you're Oh, half of his head is plastic. Who's the bad guy? Do you know? I don't. His Honestly, name is, Bruce Willis has got to be the good guy. Yeah, that. Oh man, Chris Tucker's in that movie too. Look at Chris Tucker's. Shout character. out to Chris Tucker. His name was Ruby. I Rod. definitely have heard of this. I don't think Ruby I've seen Rod it. was his name in that movie. Was Chris Tucker's name? Yeah. And Chris Tucker in that movie was absolutely ridiculous. As he is, I mean, in look all at his movies. hair. That's that okay. I definitely have seen this on TV. I've never oh, watched this, it all. This is a really popular movie. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a good movie, to be honest with you. It's weird. It's supposed to be based in the future, but like, kind of like sci-fi. Yeah, here's the dude's head. There you go. Plastic on his yeah. head. That's <laughs> yeah. He's got the haircut of the day with the plastic on his head. The Nike swoosh kind of looks like his hair <laughs> yeah. combed over to the side. Okay, be messed yeah. up if they're like, oh yeah, it's the Fifth Element you bad t- guy. <laughs> Turn his head sideways. Emmanuel Zorg is his name. Yeah. The Emmanuel Zorg freak ones. So you had to pick one though. Obviously, if somebody were buying them for you, they you would tell them to get what you. Got to be the Adidas, right? No, Spider Mitchell, the Giannis. Really, one man. Here, so it's double. It's double for me with the uh, Mitchells. Even with the U of L ones you showed me earlier, I don't even think those are real. No, they aren't. But so that would no, be cool because if they've they were. had Adidas shoes with the Louisville Cardinal logo on them before, and I didn't get them. Yeah, I told you I missed out on a pair of Ultra Boosts that they gave out for free that they were selling for a ridiculous amount of money. So if I if I'm going to compare the two. If I'm looking in basketball after seeing, if I'm picking a hoop and shoe out of the two of them, the Giannis shoes, the freak ones, they look more lightweight. They look more, 
like I could maneuver in them better if I'm playing basketball. Yeah. If I'm so, I could see what you're saying. Um, which I, I also think have actually, a Nike check on the side, which also is a big thing for me. Yeah, it helps you. I think actually the Donovan Mitchells are a lighter shoe. I think the bottom just looks so bulky. Like yeah. the uppers are super light, and they've got good technology on them, but there's no groundbreaking technology. The analytical breakdown of it is the spider shoe selling for a hundred bucks, right? Whereas the yeah, Giannis, Giannis is one twenty. Correct. Yeah. So you're saving twenty bucks if you're getting those. It's like I already said, spider shoes sold out on Adidas.com. It's got bounce in the midsole, which is a technology in. It. it also has ties to his high school in Jersey, so I like all of that. I told you who's high school in Jersey? Uh, uh, spiders, right? Yeah, he went to high school in Connecticut. Maybe he I trans- thought it said trans- Jersey. He, trans- he transferred. He's from New York, but transferred to a prep academy for his senior year in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I thought Adidas.com might have had that messed up thing because I think I wrote that down from Adidas.com, but it it did specifically say it references high school. It didn't reference his college, which yeah. was intriguing to me because. UofL is an Adidas college, so why would they not have something to do with that? But, hey, to each their own. Um, I told you I've already seen the black. New Hampshire. I stand New corrected. Hampshire. So Rooster we Academy, I knew is where he went, but for some reason I thought it was in Connecticut. But it was in So Wolf, maybe I just read Wolf New Wolf and automatically New went New Jersey instead of going New Hampshire. Rookie mistake on my part. He went to high school in Connecticut and then transferred to New Hampshire. So I was right with Connecticut at one point. Oh, yeah, to each their own. I was right with the New. Yeah. Um, I told you, I saw the black and green colorway coming out. I saw the black and pink colorway coming out. I saw the red and gold colorway coming out. And then, obviously, they already have the red and blue. Surprisingly enough, the black and pink was my favorite pair, which I hate pink on shoes. I don't. I only own one pair of shoes that has any pink on it. I've had another pair, which I sold recently because they had pink on it, even though it was a good shoe. Um, but the Giannis shoe has a much better backstory. I think this is where Nike does a good job. Nike tells a story of an athlete a lot more than what the other places do. And even though there is stories on the Spida shoe, um, I think Giannis is more in your face about it. So it's his, first of all, it's Nike's first international bas- basketball shoe. Did you know that? So I mean, their first international player to have its own shoe? It's a big, big thing, which I really, really like that. It's got multi-direction traction on the bottom, which to me is important. You know, you're not just cutting forward and backward anymore. You're cutting side to side. Um, on the bottom, it says, I am my father's legacy, which I really, really like that as well, too. Um, it's got force four i'm having a tough time talking again shocker um it's got four (laughs) lace eyelets down on the bottom which reference him and his three brothers because it's supposed to you know say that the four of them do everything together and it takes each one of them to hold up um the family it's got double stacked zoom unit in the heel so that's that nike zoom air which is nice and cushy um they've got nice shorts that came out with them you gotta check out those shorts it's got like a greek design on the side the shirts just say freak across it with a big nike check currently you can design them on nike by you which was formerly nike id you know those are only 20 bucks more i'm gonna be honest with you yeah i just told you no if it didn't have this plastic part that came up the side yeah, I would probably actually love these shoes, and it's not because of this. I'm just looking well, at. Well, it's them not more. plastic; it's translucent. But I, mean, I, I get like what you're saying. I, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. It makes it, to me. It makes the shoe look cheap. Well, what it is? Remember that cross 
that I was telling you on the bottom, the multi-direction traction. Yeah. It's got, that's where it comes from. So if you saw the bottom, look at the bottom sole yeah. picture. I was looking, that was where I saw the translucent yeah. stuff there. and then That'll explain it to you a little bit more as to why it had to come up on the side. Because if you don't bring it up on the side, it's just going to fall out of the bottom, basically. I just, I don't like how it comes all the way up on the side of the shoe. I do agree with you. I think it looked cool without it. You know, looking at it, I'm envisioning it without it. And I mean, if anybody if has I'm a picture honest, of it, I'd almost just go the entire bottom like that, like the 11s do. Well, I think whenever you see the orange pair that's getting ready to come out, mm-hmm. it's less obtrusive to yep. the eye. And I think you'll like that pair a lot better because it's got yellow, blue, red, and black on there. And that, that's a lot different than the translucent on the side. But the upcoming colorways, we've got the orange, blue, and black, and red I told you about. You've got the white, gold, and red, which is called roses. Um, you've got a gray colorway, which is kind of the typical Nike wolf gray. Um, you've got a black, white, and gold called the Coming to America. I really like that pair. And probably my favorite pair I've seen of the Nike Zoom Freak one, the blue, white, and gold. Those are the Athens colorways. Um, that's what you have to look forward to on both these shoes. So, And I expect, you know, hopefully both of these guys have a couple more signature shoes to come in the future. Hopefully they keep getting better on court and the shoes get better off court as well too. But the other thing I didn't mention that also does not sell me for Donovan Mitchell's, I'm not a hero, superhero fan. Right. Me neither. So, like, none of those things are going to sell me on getting a shoe. Like, I don't care about Spider-Man. I don't care about Iron Man. Like, I don't care about any of those things. So, to be honest with you, that makes me want to get them even less. Well, it's you told me before they pretty much had to do that. So, the yeah. Spider-Man reference they had to do. The... Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't disagree with them doing it. I, it just yeah. makes them, aesthetically to me, less pleasing. I wouldn't want them. To me, it was very startling that that was their first colorway that they brought out. I was confused by that they had to do it because of the movie coming out the and timing, they wanted to right. co-market with that which was very smart in there they also had other getting, shoes yeah you're, you're actually getting it out to a market you would never get to because now you have the co-commercial with the movie where they see each other in the hotel room and they get the wrong suitcase which was clever marketing but right. i don't care about that because i don't like superheroes yeah but it's still it's memorable in your head by you even referencing it you remembered yeah. it so they did what they wanted to do then they want you to go oh it's only a hundred bucks oh yeah, yeah i'll get them oh my kid needs basketball shoes oh i'll get them I, I think it was a good idea on their part i just don't think that should have been the first you know they had this shoe in works for a while i think they should have released a couple other colors before the playoffs started and then maybe went with this one now a lot of kids are playing summer aau basketball they're selling a lot of basketball shoes right now I think they're missing out on that potential. Obviously, going into next season, they're going to sell even more. I hope both of them do really well with it. I told you, Adidas.com has it sold out. So, so which one are you picking out of the two? I'm picking Zoom Freak 1 by I far. I kind of figured with yeah. how much more, how many more facts you had for that one. Yeah, but that's like I said, Nike storytelling. Yeah. They do a great job on it, man. Very true. But speaking of both of these guys, are uh, the 2K ratings came out. They did. And both of these guys are mentioned in the top 20. Of the rankings that came out. Which one of those two surprised me, if I'm being honest? You thought Mitchell was too high? In the top 20, 100%, I thought he was too high. You don't think he's the top 20 player in the NBA? I don't think he's a top 20 player. I think he's a great player. I think he's top 50, and I think that's Ooh, complimenting. Man. You wouldn't even see so you would push him back that far. Well, this is the problem. When you get into the list, you start going, you know, 
him there, him there, it, it's tougher. But, yeah, I, I don't have him in my top 20. I definitely don't have him in my top 25. I don't think I have him in my top 30. You know, from 35 to 45, I've got him in that, and then in the top 50 for sure. But, but I do not have him in the top 20, no. So the top two guys, I think you could maybe move two more guys up to where they're at. Really? But one of them, I, it's kind of, I'm kind of leery to say that because he tore his Achilles. Yeah, Harden and Durant is who you're referencing, I hope, not Giannis. I would say Giannis, too, with the year that he had. I mean, you can honestly say three because Harden had an unreal year and still gets slept on, to be honest with you. Yeah, but my thing is we're, we're talking about overall ratings, yeah. right? So these are what they're rated, and how are they getting that rating? They're getting that rating by what their base stats are. So when you look at LeBron – He's going to be high in every category. Yeah. He's going to be high in passing. He's going to be high in defense, block shots, steals, rebounding, shooting percentages. Er- everything LeBron's going to be high in. Kawhi. Everything Kawhi's going to be high in. Yeah. When you get to Giannis, I think his shooting falls off yeah. heavily at the three-point line. To have him up at a 97, I mean, that's tough to do. KD, I think, is a guy you could definitely have at a 97. Harden is a guy who is questionable as far as a 97, but... Yeah, Giannis obviously is the MVP for a reason. I just don't have him as a 97 person. I would say as far as top five guys, that would probably be my top five. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think uh, Davis has to show me a little bit more to get in there, and then Curry is obviously right on the cusp. I, I personally would have LeBron, Kawhi, and KD as one, two, and three. Yeah, that's what I would have as well. And then I'd have Harden as four, Giannis as five. And the only reason I'm moving KD down is because we don't know what's going to happen from the Achilles. If he hadn't torn his Achilles, I would have KD as two. Over Kawhi. I would. Man, Kawhi showed me a lot. You know, I I like to think that KD is the best player in the NBA currently, but Kawhi's the one who proved it to me as far as what he did in the playoffs. So – just looking over this top 20 list, yep. outside of Donovan Mitchell, because you already mentioned him, yep. who sticks out to you It's like, whoa, I'm kind of surprised they're there, or wow, I'm surprised to see them rank so high? I wouldn't say there's anybody else on that list besides Carl Anthony Towns. You know, we had that conversation earlier, and I think Towns just is a good player, but to see him at 15th um, was startling to me. I think the one for me that I see is a little too – Highly ranked. I mentioned Clay to you earlier. I think he's right. very overrated on here. And him and Towns are both in 89 on here. Yes. Clay is 14th. Carl Anthony Towns is 15th. But um, I like his game, but he's also a person that I kind of want it more from is Joel Embiid. Really? I I don't know if I I don't think I would put Joel 91. Embiid in front of jo- in front of Jokic or Towns. See, I just think it's as far as grading. But I'm telling you right now, if I had to pick one big guy out of those three, like it's not even a question to me. Like Joel Embiid is that guy. If I'm picking one out of those three, I'd probably take Jokic, if I'm being honest. Jokic is a great player. Jokic is a good passer. I think if Jokic was on a team that had other superstars, like, you know, Murray is their second superstar. They're they're a system that fits a Jokic-type player really well. Mike Malone has a great system for him. If you put him on a Lakers team now, if you put him on a Clippers team now, if you put him on Bucks team from last year, maybe that will work. But there's not many other teams that he would fit with. 
One that and I like Jokic too. One that I'm surprised to see so high, not because I don't think you should be, is Kyrie. With how much he's been getting crapped on here lately, I'm surprised to have that they have him ranked so high. Yeah, Lillard's ahead of him, so that's yeah. the one thing I was going to say. Looking at this list, I like that Lillard finally got some credit and some recognition. Um, the other thing is we we should preface this by saying first of all, the highest rated player is a 97, which yeah. I told you before I love. In my opinion, there should be no player that's 99. Now I get that makes everybody else go a little bit lower. And from what I've been reading, a lot of players are down a couple of points. But in my opinion, that's how it should be. Because realistically, you should get graded on, you know, what your game is, not on what you're comparing your game to type of deal. So the another person that I, saw, I thought was maybe a little high with just his previous year is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler at number 16, like I feel like – that's really high for Jimmy Butler. I'm a, I'm still a, a defender. Uh, I feel like one of the higher defenders of Jimmy Butler. I mean, I like Jimmy Butler's game, but I don't know if I'd put him that high. Yeah, 16 is pretty high. I mean, when you look at the guys after him, I told you I don't think Donovan should be at 18. I don't think uh, Rudy Gobert should be at 19 because Rudy Gobert is kind of one of those guys who's defensive only. Like, I think Rudy Gobert is trash on offensive end. Blake Griffin is a guy who I think is up there, but I don't think he moves ahead of Jimmy Butler. So I'm good with having Jimmy Butler at 16, to be honest. Some of the other guys that I'm seeing, we got the the top five rookies. Um, right. If you look down there at the bottom of the sheet there, you got Zion at, at 81. Right. Where you, do you think that's good right where it should be too high this is my thing if you look at the rookies they're all right about the same so you got zion 81 you got john not 79 you got rj 78 deandre hunter and garland 77 so to me i'm good with them putting it there i would like to see them continue to adjust those as the year goes on as what they do which is what 2k is good about doing exactly but for starting it off i think that's the way you have to do it yeah i mean it'd be it's splitting hairs at this point. If anything, I maybe move Ja up one more percentage point to eighty. I, but again, that's splitting hairs. Right. So it also has the top five shooters. I mean, your guys on there, your boy Joe Harris, of course, the one that I was bashing, the three other point day. champion. Uh, Steph and Clay one two at ninety nine and ninety seven, and then Harris is ninety four, Reddick ninety. Buddy Heald is a 90. Buddy Heald. What in the world is Buddy Heald? Buddy Heald's Baller, there? baby. Oh, my goodness. So, I knew you were going to love that whenever you saw that. When so I saw the, that today, uh, I thought you might be happy about that. The top five dyna- or top five top dynamic duos. Right. I thought this was pretty cool that they had on there, too. Yeah, whoever made this stat was cracking me up because it's like... Well, I mean, all they did was just average their two overall ratings together. That's what I'm saying. Why even... Why do it? I so mean. they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, 95.5. Kawhi and Paul George, 95. KD and Kyrie, 93.5. And then Harden and Westbrook, in 93. The cool thing about NBA 2K and any other NBA video game is we had this conversation before. Throw overall ratings out the window. Like, there's certain players that you can play with that your style is going to be better with than others. You know, Blake and Zach used to play with Hakeem Warwick as their point guard and used to kill people with the Memphis Grizzlies. Made no sense to me. But I used to draft teams that were all shooters and just space and shoot. I mean, it's all about strategy on 2K, and to me, having these averages makes no sense. So... You brought up something that I thought was really cool, and it actually took me way less time to think about my player to 
to make from this. Yeah. So you said let's you said five attributes, right? Right. Five or five players to take at, attributes from, basically. Yeah, just skill sets, yeah. attributes, whatever direction you want to yeah, take. It. I just took five different players and took one attribute from each, from each of them. I like it. That's what I did as well too. So you want? I'll let you go last since this is your game. Okay. So first, my, I'm taking the ball handling of Kyrie Irving. Well, it's funny that you mention that because that's also what I have as number one as well too. <laughs> number two. I'm taking the defense of Scottie Pippen. Okay. Defense was not on my list personally. Number three, I'm taking the shooting of Steph Curry. Okay. Steph Curry shooting is also my number three. No <laughs> lie. I will show you this list. Number four. Yeah. I'm taking the athleticism of Michael Jordan. Oh, I have athleticism at number four. But it's of somebody else. It's of somebody else. And the last one, I'm taking the stature of LeBron James. Okay, so we went kind of same categories, yeah. and I think your player is an elite player, but I think if our players were to play one-on-one, mine's got the upper handle. No, bro, because I got the greatest on-ball defender of all time. Scotty Pippen? Scotty Pippen, the best on-ball defender of all time. I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts recently, and, and I listen to a lot of these young guys talk about how insane some of these older guys are. Could you imagine Scotty trying to guard some of these guys in the NBA right now? Like I yeah. love Scotty to death. Scotty, what six nine, six seven, six eight, big big body. Yeah, I mean not 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 big like LeBron, but he's thin. Yeah, I mean he's almost Kawhi's size. Like he's almost yeah. he's almost exactly Kawhi's size outside of the hands. Yeah, and Kawhi's I, a little bit more athletic, I think, than Scotty. Yeah, I mean okay, Scotty probably I, had a better IQ. I, I'm not. I'm normally with you when it talks about older players playing in today's generation, yeah. but I'm not on this one. I think Pippen could guard anybody in any generation. Well, I think, first of all, good offense always beats good defense, so or better offense beats good defense. So, so I, let's, I hear get your, that. let's hear your better offense then. So I already told you. Kyrie. Start off number one, got to be able to handle the rock. Kyrie currently, as far as in the game right now, has some of the best handles I in think the game. He, I, I think he has the best handles ever. I, you I know, really I used do. to love a lot of guys. I mean, Stockton had a low dribble that yeah. was a great dribble. He didn't have the offensive burst that could get around people. Rod Strickland had some nice moves. Jason Williams had some yeah. phenomenal ball handling. But I, I like Pistol Kyrie Pete as well. Yeah, Pistol, Pistol Pete kind of led Correct. led it led to this. But yeah, I, just Kyrie literally has that thing on a string. It yeah. is so nuts to watch that dude handle the ball sometimes. He's pretty creative as well too. Yeah. And then my number two, I went with build, right? I didn't do stature. I didn't do it. Just overall finesse build. I'm going with a Giannis build because okay. he's bulked up majorly, but he's got the size, the length, whole, na- whole nine. Uh, number three, I already told you, was Steph's shooting ability. Okay. Um, number four was the athleticism, but mainly the quick jump and the second jump and the elite athleticism overall, Zion Williamson. Number five, yeah, I knew you'd love that. I do because of how much crap you gave me for putting him on the dunk list. Yep. I knew it was <laughs> you had to know that I was going to say something because I almost put him on there, but I was like, I can't not have Michael Jordan on my list. Well, I wanted MJ on there as well, too, and I was going to go with number five being the clutch gene. And then all I kept thinking in my head is when I build a player like this, 
they don't need to be clutch because they're already going to be clutch naturally. Number five, I'm going with the tenacity, not the defensive paralysis, but the tenacity of Dennis Rodman. So we were close on the Scottie Pippen one, but Kyrie the same, Steph the same, Giannis's build, Zion's athletic ability, and then Rodman's tenacity. I'm taking my player, bro. Well, of course you are because you I'm built I'm taking my him. player. I'm just saying. Because my player's locking your dude up. No. In one-on-one, He's locking no. you up, bro. No. With Kyrie's handle and Steph's shooting, how do you guard somebody like that? It's impossible. Because if you pressure up, he's going around I you. I have both of those. So you're going to have to guard me, so it's going to come down to Yeah, but with a Rodman mindset, oh, he's in your head, bro. My guy's got MJ's athleticism, LeBron's stature. Yeah, but Zion's jump is better. Like, his second jump is better than Jordan's. And you're talking to a a Jordan fanatic. yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, I want up, John. I'd love to see this player play. Yeah. I'd love to just create this person, what we would think as a 2K guy, and put them playing against each other. It's funny, though, to me that we could have gone any direction we wanted to. Like, it was skill set, it was build, it was literally anything you wanted to. And out of the five things, we had two of the exact same ones yeah. and three of them that were extremely similar. Yeah, for sure. So what we'll do is we'll put up this poll. We'll figure out a way to put up this poll, and you guys let us know who you think would win in a one-on-one game. And then we'll figure out how to genetically mutate humans into (laughs) making them and then play them one-on-one, and we'll bet on it. You know what I'm saying? We'll make a little bit of a cutoff. I'll figure out a way of of getting this together because, I mean, I'm always good at finagling some pictures together for some reason, but... I just I, usually I can do that. I don't know what that reference was, but no, it kind of like scares it, me a little bit. No, can, Are you saying can, there's like you've got pictures of people that they don't want out there? Is that what no, you're saying? I said finagling pictures together. Well, whoever he's talking to, just you know, make sure you don't do anything that he has to put those pictures out so there. Please. Friday, I was absolutely way off. The championship of the summer league wasn't until Monday. Right. I thought it was Friday. Well, going into Monday, we actually had two undefeated teams. Yep. The T-Wolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Which was weird, too. They had them rated as 3-8 and eight on there whenever yeah, I was watching I don't know them. where they get those rankings. I from. don't know either. It was odd to me. Because both teams were undefeated. Um, I didn't even. The Knicks weren't even close to getting to the championship. And they had like their whole team. Well, and that's the thing that Memphis didn't even have three of their best players. Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and John Morant. Yeah. So it was fun to watch those two teams battle. And it was the championship game was a great game. Um, it was. It now, was really they were fun. up the whole game. But the T-Wolves made a, uh, a very valiant uh, effort. Yes. They, they, they got really close at the end. And I think it was solely in part because John was cheering them on. I think him and <laughs> John didn't even watch it. That oh was crazy. Goodness. I was texting him like, "Bro, are you watching this?" He's like, "No, nah, I got company, so I, I haven't been watching really any of it." And I was like, "Well, you're missing a great game." The kid from Memphis showed out too. Uh, I, I told you said Keelan Martin showed out. You're talking about Brandon Clark? No, Murphy. Clark is from Gonzaga. I thought you were talking about from the Memphis Grizzlies. No, no, no. Okay, I said the kid from Memphis. Which no, is, I didn't say Memphis. Yeah, you did. You said the kid from Memphis showed out. Minnesota, bro. You said Memphis, though. That's no, why I, I think you're you... hearing bad. You said Memphis. Well, they're both M's, but Minnesota. Okay. The kid from Minnesota showed out. Which one? Murphy. I think it's Murphy, isn't it? Which one? The, the kid guy. who played well in the tournament. Oh, Jordan Murphy. Yeah. I think is his name. The kid with the fro. He just looked really, really impressive to me. 
Well, they did sign Nas Reed to a your guy Nas Reed to a two way contract. That's the T Wolves, yeah. Yeah, that's the same team we're talking about. It's yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Oh well, I know this man. So yeah, they did. I just wanted to mention that because I know that your guy and he he didn't go, he went undrafted, but they signed him to a two way contract. He is my guy because you liked him at LSU a lot. Well, I liked him before LSU. He was also a McDonald's All American, but yes, he deserves a contract. And yes, it is correct. It is Jordan Murphy. Yeah. Um, very skilled player though. He was very aggressive. He unfortunately made Luke Mays look pretty bad one game, so that was disappointing. The other to see. guy that kind of impressed me was the Australian guy. Um, he had a, I can't, re- I can't remember what his name was though. He was lefty, couldn't tell you, kind of crafty, which you always say about white guys yeah. for some reason. Mitch very, Clark, maybe. Yes. Yeah. It's Mitch, Mitch something. I feel like Creek. Mitch Creek, Mitchell Creek. Yes. Yeah. Um, Played for Brooklyn last year a little bit. Saw spotty minutes for Brooklyn. Right. And um, ended up coming over from Minnesota. But like you mentioned before, I was very impressed with Keelan Martin. I yeah, they all get... played well together, too. Like, they all kind of had their times to shine. It wasn't it, – it didn't seem like a selfish, typical summer league team. Yeah. I, get, I still got to give a shout-out to, uh, to Smitty because Smitty, at a young age of Keelan Martin – said that he would be the best player to come off of that Ballard team. Yeah. And said it's impressive. He, and said that he thought that he would be a pro. Shout out to Smitty. Yeah, so Smitty, I'm sure you won't listen to this, but hey, I'm giving you the uh credit that you're due. Yeah. I'm giving you the credit on that one, so there now you go. I want to know Smitty, how much did you pay him for that? Because I would have done it for cheaper. But hey, good <laughs> good job, Smitty. Yeah. Um Akilah Martin, I, I think he earned himself a two-way contract at least. Man, I told you he had 20 points in the second half twice, and he just looked really, really good. Knocking down everything that came his way, taking open shots, getting to the foul line. I agree. And like I said, they already signed Nas Reed, but I, I, can't, I don't think we can talk about this and not talk about how impressive uh, Clark was, though. Correct. Clark won the regular MVP and Summer the League MVP and the championship MVP. and finals MVP. Yep. He showed out. He proved all the doubters, in my opinion, wrong with what they thought about him. Again, it's Summer League, right. but he so far he's proven what people were saying were the weak parts of his game wrong. Undersized power forward is what they mentioned. Elite athleticism. We knew he had that, but man, I mean that's that's the thing. He was he part of his stats were not him intentionally padding them, but they were him collecting his own rebounds. So I, I do think, you know, gauge that. Did he? Ha- how many rebounds did he have in the championship? I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was like 16 and 12. Yeah, I mean, he played really, really well. He like. Well, I don't even I know like... if he had 16 in his last game. I don't think scoring-wise he had that many, but he was averaging like 16 and 10, yeah. Like every time you saw him, he was the best player on the floor, though. Like he was more impressive than anybody. But that's what I'm telling you. The championship game was his worst game of summer league. Like he, he started out extremely slow in the first half and, and turned it on in the second half a lot more. Bruno Caboclo, however you want to pronounce his name. Yeah, well, he was the draft pick from the Raptors a few years ago. That Four years really ago, out. I think. But the, they drafted <laughs> him at like 17. What Brazilian was it, what kid. What was it that Fran Fraschilla said? He was the. Two uh, years away from being two years. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I should have patented that line. Yeah. Two well, years away Fran. from being two years away. Dude, Fran should be on a lot more stuff. Fran is very, very basketball knowledgeable. He's a seems like what to be a good guy. He works yeah. hard. 
he knows everything about foreign guys. It seems like yeah, he's the guy he's, he's I turn to with foreign. On. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, the summer league is always fun, at least for guys like me and you that get into nerd out with that stuff. I'm still telling you, that's bucket list material for me, man. When they showed all the cool stuff that they had going on at the uh, was it the Mac Arena? Uh, yeah, I believe UNLV. Thomas yeah, and Mac. Thomas and Mac Center. Yeah. yeah. And they also play at MGM, which is where they play the tournament, I think. Yeah. MGM Grand. Well, they have those tournaments out there in Orleans, too. And I've been to all those places, and they're cool places. I mean, I've, I've not been on the UNLV campus, but I've eaten at restaurants that were technically on it. So. Yeah. What? Do you know why they took it out of Orlando? Was it just... To save time, I guess. I wonder the same thing. Yeah, because they have one in Salt Lake City, they have one in Cali, and then they had one in uh, Vegas this year. But Orlando, they used to have it. Yeah, yeah. Now they felt like they had. I felt like they had the two things in Salt Lake and Orlando, and then they had the thing in Vegas. Is what they usually had. Like they would the two things in Salt Lake. One in Salt Lake, one in Orlando, and then they would have the the last part of the teams that haven't played in the tournament in Vegas. So you're saying they took away Orlando and added Cali this year. Well, yeah. I, I know what I was thinking initially was with the Orlando thing, they did that in the Magic like practice facility. Yeah. So my guess is they couldn't really sell tickets to that because when you watch those games, it didn't make for good quality production. As far as... I, those were always my favorite ones. Well, you got close like up. You were right yeah. on top of them. But as far as watching the gameplay, it was tough for me to watch. You you just you could see everything. You I could mean, see cars driving by and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You'd see facial people, reactions. Yeah. People just chilling out at Disney World and stuff. Shaq stopping in yeah. on occasion. Families fighting in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Everything, dude. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you so, could see Shamu out yeah, there. Yeah. Almost at a beach, but not in Orlando. There's no beaches in Orlando. No. Well, not B A C H E S. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't go there. But yeah, yeah. There's no beaches. Closest one is I think uh, starts with an O, but I forget the name of it. But you're like 45 minutes away. It's actually, unfortunately, some nude beaches in in uh, Florida. Depends on depend. You said unfortunately. I said unfortunately. Saying. No, unfortunately. <laughs> sounds unfortunately. like you, sounds like you've been there. No, haven't Speaking been there. Speaking of my experience there. No. I haven't been there, but allegedly. I've heard it's un- allegedly is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's unfortunately. So, yeah. So, the Summer League was fun, but just like we asked today, we asked for questions, and then we get about 40. Mm-hmm. And we got to cut some of them out for a different time. Shout out to everybody asking those questions. And yeah. it's like we said, ask us anything you want to, whatever you want to discuss. We had a lot of fun ones sent in, so we appreciate everybody sending them in. The ones we don't answer today, we'll probably try to save for the future. Yes. But keep sending us those, please, because we want to know what you guys are wanting us to answer. Mm-hmm. And we also, when you send us those questions, we'll try to post them on the Facebook page. And then please give us your answer, because we want to know you're asking us for a reason. State your opinion on it. Absolutely. One I do want to talk about real quick, even though it's because we've pretty much already given our opinions. Yeah. The toilet paper poll. Yeah. Dude, if you say under, you are absolutely psychotic, in my opinion. I saw the one argument for uh, the spider one. That no. was, yeah. <laughs> no. If you got spiders in your house, bro, you need to get pest control. <laughs> that's why I know Eric will listen to this, so Eric, you can hear this. Yeah. If you have problems with spiders in your house... Then you need to get that checked out and not worry about which way you turn your toilet paper. You need to worry about burning your house down. Oh, man. I don't like spiders at all. The spiders, you know, 
a little bit sketchy to me. But yeah, uh, that would be a startling thing to me if I were to roll my toilet paper. See, the message somebody else put on there was, do you fold it or do you crinkle it or whatever? Which so, we've had that discussion before in a cor- poll. Correct, but my, my argument to Eric is whenever you pull that out and then you fold it, you're either A, smashing the spider or B, checking for the spider. So yeah. I guess to me that's not a fair argument, no. but I'm definitely an over guy. So, Boy, this is what I, I want to say this too to my niece and nephew if they're listening. If you don't put the toilet paper roll on the actual roll thing, if you don't take that three seconds it takes to pop that thing out, Uncle B's going to go crazy. And you don't like a crazy Uncle B. I, the you reason know I thought about this is yeah. because I went to the restroom last night like every normal human does. Well, I didn't go last night, but yeah, typically. There was, I ended the roll, so I put the other roll on there. Right. Took the extra three seconds to put it on there. And Thank I was you. Like, who puts it under? Like, why would you right. do that? And then I looked it up, and this has been a hefty discussion. Oh, yeah. And I was like, people actually do it the other way. There was 10, last I checked, there was 10 people that voted for under. Yeah. Last and, I saw it was 11%, I thought, which I don't remember how many total votes. There was like 93, 94 oh, we're at that over 100 point. now. I right. saw that, yeah. You said 104 last time we looked. Yeah, and I can't believe anybody voted for the other way. So it's 91% to 9, and it's 108 votes. So we have 98 votes for over and 10 for under. So Bree Yates, Jason Schaffline, Missy Cochran, Sheldon Ruffin, Cameron Mullins, Eric Deacon, Rick Cadle, your dad and your sister both voted for under. Well, two peas in a pod. And Maria Spencer and Brooke Hurl. I don't know some of these people on here, but... Uh, Shout out to you. You guys are all uh, psychos. And famous now because you're on the Beef Speef podcast, so maybe they did it intentionally. Yeah, you just wanted to get shouted out for being ridiculous. The nine percenters. The, for putting the toilet paper under. <laughs> Come on, man. I would like to say kick rocks, but the last time I said that, I got in trouble. So no more saying kick <laughs> no, rocks. <laughs> no more kick rocks, yeah. I'm not even sure what that means. You know, It means go away, doesn't it? I don't know. It just doesn't sound nice, does it? Kick rocks means go away. Yeah. Well, I think I was a little animated that day, and I don't think I meant go away, but I think I meant that I disagreed. But now, looking at it, hindsight being twenty twenty, that was not a very friendly thing to say. <laughs> so we got 20 votes on Twitter, and it's 85% to 15. Well, that's better. Yeah, so shout out to the 85%. I was not surprised when I saw it that it was a hefty margin. I, I, I thought in my head, sometimes you do it quickly and you just put it in there and you don't no. think about it. No, I'm thinking about that every time. I do it. Well, I'm not thinking about it, but it's natural. That's what you do. Yeah. It's like stepping up to the free throw line. You've got a routine. Well, stepping up to the free throw line, you know, at the toilet, after you <laughs> use it, you got a routine. So, yeah. so uh, you had a couple questions that were put on yours, and I had a couple that were put on mine, so we took – what we thought were the ones we wanted to talk about today on here. Right. Um, the first one, you had one that was put on yours. What are your all's thoughts on a possible mellow return to the NBA? And I'll start off with that because I don't see it happening. I think if it does happen, it's on a team that he's trying to get a championship ring with. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get a veteran minimum contract and it's a team who is very secure in the locker room and not worried about what he's going to bring to the table so what i foresee happening is Mello going and playing overseas in the cba which obviously i'm the biggest proponent of the china basketball association is where he needs to be making a lot of money doing a lot of scoring and being the jimmer for debt 
of the CBA. Well, here's why I think you're wrong with that. Because with the recent rumors that have gone around that Lala of Lala's infidelity, I would feel like Carmelo Ooh. is going to be afraid to leave Lala alone in the States. I don't so, know. He might have a good time in China. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's also been rumors in the past of his infidelity, so it's not like he can really get upset the other way, I guess you could say. Well, I think you still can get upset, but I think you mentioned the number one thing, and the key word is rumors. Yeah, but a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire, especially in the celebrity world. Well, I'm not going to comment on that, but I'm saying hopefully they're both being loyal to one another. I would agree. Hopefully they are. Yeah. And I hear she tastes like uh, I don't, che- I don't Cheerios. Know. I don't know. That. Didn't, isn't that what Garnett said? I, I didn't know that she tasted like Cheerios. Yeah. So she tastes terrible? Yeah. I mean, you Cheerios probably should add awful. sugar. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Cheerios are awful. I think that's what Garnett said. Remember when he wanted to fight him after? Yeah, I remember he said a lot of things that year. He said that stuff to Charlie Villanueva, which I'll never forget. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the worst things I've ever heard somebody say to somebody. Uh, it's just KD to- or KG talking trash, though. Like, when it came out, once he realized what it kind of sounded like, and he, then he, he brought he it said, back. Oh, that's yeah. not what I said. Yeah. I said he was a cancer to his team. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that, dude. You did not say no, that. No, he did not. But I love KG. I do, too. I, I wish. Too. You know what I'm surprised at? That area 51 that he does is not really that good of a – I don't even know what it is. Speaking I mean, of Area 51, dude, are you going to join in this stuff? No, I'm not. Are you going to go raid it, man? Area 57? Isn't it 57? It's Area 51. 51? Area 51's the top secret area, bro. It's not 57? Are you it's positive? I trust area you on 51. this. Area 51. Okay. I trust you on it's, this. Which is what that show is named after. <laughs> well, that would make sense, but – it's Area 51. No, I'm not going to. I'm not either, but it is cool seeing all these memes and videos. Because yeah. they're, like you said earlier, they're getting progressively better. They're comical. If anybody actually thinks it's going to happen, then you're not going to have Somebody said uh, Trump put this out to distract us from the gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty good because gas prices are over $3 now, dude. Yeah, you need a distraction it's from it. Well, that's why you bought a bike, right? Is that what you told me before? Oh, yeah. I got a bike because I'm going to ride it uh, three blocks again. Hey, I had, while we're on the bike thing, I had a question for you. What are you going to do in the winter? What do you mean what I'm going to do? Now, I didn't get it to ride to work. I got it to just I, I be active you, and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in the winter, what are you going to replace the bike with? Have you thought about this? No, I haven't thought about it. You're well, thinking too far ahead. No, 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 And man. with Louisville winters or with this area's winters, who knows, dude? One day I can ride it the next day it'll snow. <laughs> well, you might... <laughs> so, so I get some snow tires on there and yeah, take that bad boy to town. I just ride it anywhere. If you're going downhill, just put a little surfboard down on the bottom. Exactly. Just slide down it. But back to the question. I want to talk about this question because I feel like out of most people in the United States, I've been one of the biggest defenders of Carmelo. Yeah. I loved Carmelo. I still do love Carmelo. I think he gets kind of a bad rep for a lot of things that happened with, with his teams. Uh, I think some of the stuff is warranted. Um I don't know if I necessarily agree with what Chauncey Billups said about him the other day. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? He said Melo would rather score 40 points than his team win. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think you get where you're at if you'd rather score 40 points than your team win. Well, I think he's rather than is where I draw the line. I think, But I think Melo wants his 40. And if they yeah. win, okay. If they don't win, I don't think he's losing any sleep. But I, I do think he's stats first. Um. What's my thoughts on Melo's return to the NBA? I hope it happens, and I hope he wins the championship. I really do. Yeah. I've always liked Melo. I liked Melo when I saw him play against LeBron, which is when I started liking LeBron as well. I liked him when he went to the okay. McDonald's game. 
I liked him when he was at Syracuse, and I've liked him his entire time that he's been in the NBA. I still say best mellow Olympic is mellow. Olympic mellow by far. But Hoodie Mellow was right behind that. Hoodie Mellow is pretty decent. Olympic Mellow is the best. Yeah, Olympic Mellow was really, really good. Yeah, dude. you move that three-point line in just a foot or two, that changes the ball game for him. So if you ask me what's my thoughts on it, I hope it happens and I hope he wins the championship. So if you do, what, what, where do you think is a potential suiting place for him? I think we him? already know where he's going to go if he comes you back. You think Lakers? I think, he'll play, I think he'll play for the Lakers. Yeah. I, I really so do. is CP3 going to get bought out and end up playing with the Lakers too? Then are they going to be I mean, the three gonna amigos? Have, they're going to have to do that because we're OKC also, doesn't want him. That's no, what I OKC know. doesn't because they they don't want him around their younger players. It's amazing. Well, the whole plan of them trading everybody was to rebuild. So yeah. having CP3 there makes no sense to me. And it's amazing how much the NBA has turned on Chris Paul so fast. Where it's been a vision that I've always seen, and now the NBA just now is coming out. A lot of these players are just now coming out and saying all this stuff. I've always thought the dude was dirty. I always thought the guy was an a-hole. I, I've not liked Chris Paul for a long time, and it's amazing to see all these people just now saying this. See, I like Chris Paul personally. I, don't. I also like dirty players. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I like it. You don't really think it's going to happen. But. Yeah, I, I don't have anything against Melo. I do like Melo. I, I don't think anybody's willing to take the risk for the reward because I don't think where Melo's game is now. I told you, if I were his agent, I would for real send him to the CBA, and he will really average 40. No, I'd send him to the G League. No. Send him to the Summer League. G League would be worse for him than the NBA. Those <laughs> kids are out there hustling hard. He would not fare well in the G League. I bet he'd average 50 in a G League. I'd take any bet that you wanted, any numerical amount. He'd take 50 shots. He wouldn't average 50 points. So moving forward to the next question. Yep. That first question, who was that sent in by? Do you remember? I was sent in by Colin. Colin Bynum, I believe, is his last name. Shout out to Colin. Appreciate next, you sending the question. Next question sent in by Mr. Daniel Grimes. My guess is he was a Mellow fan, by the way. I like Mellow, too, so it yeah. doesn't bother me. Next question sent in by none other than Mr. Daniel Grimes. Shout out to D. His question for us, what is your all's favorite facial hair? And I love this question. I'll take this one first since I feel like you're going to have a lot more to say about Well, let this. me tell you, I think he's saying this because he wants you to listen to the people, okay? So it's like... It's not going to happen. I'm sorry to inform you guys once again. You BJ lied. BJ has been posting this stuff. Was because a no, team I want to make sure that people know this because my sister in law did not know this. I saw it. Yes, yeah, Bethany did not know this. She thought I shared this that I wanted people to like and share this so that I would cut my own facial hair. Bethany, if it's, you will, please comment on there a couple more she times. Shared it. Well, share a couple commented. more. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Listen, you can Bethany, share this you a can... million times. It's not going to happen. Well, I can't share it a million times because you know that's not in my contractual obligations, but. Yeah, I think she would do a great job on your facial hair. She's already cutting my regular hair. She's not touching my facial well, hair. Well, if as I far remember as correctly, cutting it to where other people want it. No, but this is what I'm thinking. True or false? The hair that grows on your face is similar to like the same hair that grows in your head. Like follicle wise, there's no major difference. So I think you should technically have to abide by the contract. And if we get a thousand likes, I mean, you're you're pretty safe right now. That's all I got to say. Not really, because I have almost exactly a month before it happens. Yeah, but right now it's only at like 250. That's a quarter of the way. That's a quarter of the way in less than a week. 
we've had one week and it's only been 250. I said less than a week. Yeah. Because you put it up Thursday. Yeah, it's approximately a week. By the time this podcast is over, it's a week. It's not going to happen regardless. It's just disappointing. I'm not, I'm not trimming my facial hair. Anybody wants me to trim it. You know, I, I, I thought you were a better man than this. But I cut my hair into a mullet. You lost. What else do you want? No, I'm not going to say what else you want from me because I know what else you want from me. <laughs> so, what's my favorite facial hair? My favorite facial hair, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, the, brother. The blonde handlebar over the dark beard. Hey, that's, I'd be okay if you did that. That's the route you're wanting to go. I'm good with no, it. No, it's not You just either. said it's your favorite, man. Yeah, but that's not going to happen on me. For one month, a mullet and that would be tough, bro. <laughs> hey, that would be that tough. That would be so terrible, dude. That Come would on. be so bad. No. Could you imagine how many interviews and questions and, like, that would be People are really, going to be like, is really this good. dude serious? People are going to think that anyway because I'm going to have a mullet. No, your mullet's going to be shorter hair. You, hey, you, dude, I got a month to go, and it's getting pretty lengthy back here. Listen, we're talking about a mullet. Typically, a mullet. Do you know who Ricky Simone is? Just fought your eye favor. I know what a mullet is. Okay. but I'm saying for my hair. You got like, a ducktail. You don't got a mullet. I still got a month to go, bro. Yeah, but you've been growing Usually, it out for like two months, right? I've been growing it out since April 30th or April 29th. I can't do the month count that's on that. About two months. Yeah. yeah so it, with, I mean, a third more to go. Come on, man. It's not they that. They usually long. say your hair grows a uh, what is it? A half inch a month. Well, so for you had a half inch to this dude. I'm gonna have a nice. You little, don't even have an inch there. What are you talking about? You dude? got like one inch on the backside, inch and a quarter. Man. Now I know where you're getting your other inches from. Okay, that all makes sense to me. See that, bro? My hair's. Pretty lengthy on the top. Yeah, but you're, the mullet is the back. The mullet is, ain't the top. I, I realize that. Because think about it. When you're fade, that's getting tapered down at the bottom. Right here? Yeah. On the side, yeah, but not on the back. Not on a mullet, but I'm saying your previous haircut, that I'm getting was, that cut to a zero. The side? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying on your previous haircut that you had had, you started out at a zero back on the back, too, pretty much. So that's why I'm saying now your hair on top, because yeah. it's a fade, is yeah. longer than the hair on the back. Yeah. But a mullet, you want the hair on the back longer than the hair on the top. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's not going to be that bad. I feel like... I'm going to have to have it for a month, BJ. So okay. you got to think it's going to grow even more, because I'm literally... I don't think I'm even touching this. Contract more. negotiation. I haven't had my hair cut yet currently. I'm not doing anything to my facial hair, okay. so it's not going to happen. It was worth a try. It was I'm not, just saying. It, you've tried it ten times, and it's not going to happen. To the audience listeners. So who's your favorite? What's your I'm favorite sorry. facial hair? First of all, I want to say you should have specified this, but you know what I got a real problem with? What's that? Women with facial hair, bro. I am not falling for that. You know what I'm saying? If you got that peach fuzz above that lip, this bro. This is what your favorite facial hair, not what your no, least well, favorite. Well, I just wanted to make sure to put this out there, because I've seen many a stash out there. And I've complimented many a stash out there sarcastically. You complimented them? Yeah, sarcastically. You didn't let me finish. You said it to the person? Well, I mean, sometimes you just got to say sweet stash, baby. No, you don't say that to, to a lady. I think it's kind of comical. That is terrible that you said that. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to grow oh it, you got to show it. You know what I'm saying? That is awful. Yeah, but it's to each their own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, maybe that's what they're doing. So maybe I'm all on your side now because maybe they're just growing that. So, all right. Yeah. I stand corrected. Power stash. It's definitely a power stash. All right, stash. so what's your favorite facial hair? I, I would say favorite facial hair, you got to go with the Fu Manchu. You know what I'm saying? You got to go classic Bruce Lee, or not Bruce Lee, but just old school Wang Chung tonight fighting thin you know what i'm saying just slick 
So m- more of the story, main thing I want to say is I don't care what facial you fa- hair you have, just don't be a woman with facial hair. <laughs> fair, enough. Yeah. fair enough. Well played. Yeah. So, D, hopefully that answers your question. I'm going with Hulk Hogan. And, He's D, please let us with. know what you'd like to see B-Fez facial hair-wise because I think you can make it happen. If anybody can do it, D, you can make no. it happen, bro. No, there's one person that could make this happen, and he has not come back yet. So, um, well, he might arrange that once he hears this podcast. <laughs> he might arrange that. Yeah. So another question. This was sent in by Mister Eugene Carner. Shout out to Eugene. Biggest NBA bus from UK, U of L, IU, and then I added UNC for some flavor for you. Yeah, which, Eugene, come on, man. you got to add UNC on there. Actually, you know what? I'm kind of happy he didn't add it initially because I don't think we've had any busts. Jesus. No busts. So, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll go, we'll go UK, UofL, IU, and UNC in that order. I'll go first. This comes back to your closet UK fandom. I know why you want to do them first. No, I'm just going in the order that he put them. Well, okay. That's what I'd say too, bro. Because he's a Kentucky fan, so he put UK first. On my list, I have U of L first. Okay, we can go U of L first. That's fine. Well, no, I think we should go UK well, who first. Who do you now. have last on yours? UNC. Yeah, because you want to save the best for last. So maybe yeah. you're the one that's being biased in this one. No, I didn't say you weren't biased. I was saying you're a closet UK fan. There's I'm a difference there. I'm close to that. Well, You've okay. called me a lot of things, and that might be the worst. <laughs> Sometimes Call the truth hurts, man. Cuts home. Or is the one you just want to get out of the way first? Okay. Well, let's do it. So, Whichever one you want to do first. Kentucky. Then. We'll go with Kentucky. Yes. I'm going with the sixth pick of the 1997 draft, Mr. Ron Mercer. Ron. I mean, when you are a line in a J. Cole song that yeah. says, please, Lord, don't make me disappear like Ron Mercer, that's pretty bad, bro. Did you pick him just so you could no. quote J. Cole? No. I, I, I promise me? About, I promise you. But okay. I, I thought about it after I picked him. Yeah, because I told you that I'm not a proponent for picking guys that get hurt, because you could take the easy way out and go Sam Bowie, but that to me that is taking the easy way out for a guy that just got hurt. Right. Well, and I feel like unfortunately most people who play in the NBA for multiple years, you're going to have some injury. 82 games does something to your body that nobody can explain. Yeah. So, just a big name player that Ron Mercer was drafted in front of. Yeah. Uh, you might have heard of him, Trace McGrady. Yeah, that T-Mac guy, I've heard of him a couple times or two. He's a pretty big player to be drafted in front of. Yeah. So, who you got for Kentucky? For Kentucky, I actually have two names because I'm a big Kentucky fan as well, too. But I'll go 2012, second pick of the draft, MKG, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. His best year he's gone, 13-6 and so far. Um, And I, I will take it easy on him. Originally, I wanted to say something very bad about him. But he has the ugliest jump shot in NBA history. Well, that's not very bad. That's the truth. But he watches Lion King once a week. And I wanted... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. This well, is Lion King week, so watch watch your step there, bud. This is why I'm going to watch my step, because unfortunately his father was gunned down and murdered in cold blood, and he used to watch the Lion King with his father. So if that were not to happen, uh, let's just say I would I would have a couple more extra words in here after that. All right, okay. so what's your next one? So my other one would be year after him, 2013, Nerlens Noel, um, number 11th overall, um, 
traded for Drew Holiday by the Sixers, and I would say that's my biggest regret, is you got rid of Drew Holiday for Nerlens Noel. So, yeah, never really panned out to be the players that they were supposed to be. 2013. Gotcha. Also, Pierre Jackson was in that trade. Don't care. Former Baylor Bruin. Is that right? Uh, what was it, Pierre Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. No, he Baylor. Came what? Ju- came from Juco and went to Baylor. Yeah, but yeah. what's Baylor Bruin? Baylor Bears. Bears. Which the Bruin for the UCLA is a bear, so. No, don't give me any excuses. Uh, I said Bruin. It's definitely a bear. Yeah. All right, so you go next with uh, who do you have second? UK. All right, then who do we let's go? I, let's go. IU next. IU will go next. So I'm going 2013. I'm going Cody Zeller with the fourth pick of the draft. Could have been like your big bro, Tyler Zeller, gone to a real prestigious school called Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You go to IU, you underdevelop your skill, you get drafted by one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA, and you turn out to do what? Nothing. Nathan. Nothing. Didn't he get drafted by the same team that drafted Michael Kidd Gorkrist? I believe that's correct, yes. Ooh. Somebody drafting there Ooh. might not be a good drafter. Is that what you're saying? Where did that guy go to college? Well, I know that's, where he got drafting. a shoe deal at. <laughs> I know he's the owner of that team at one point in time. Former Washington Wizard. Yo, throw it there, you're not. <laughs> oh, man. No. Oh. Is that, is that number right, yeah. 10 at one point in time. Also number 9 at one point in time. When was he number 10? I remember number 12. When they stole his jersey. That was number 12. Ask DJ. He was number 12. Yeah, but he also had one other jersey number. When it might not be number 10. Stolen, yeah, but there's 12. one other. Ask DJ. There's one it other. It was 12. I know that. 12 is correct on this case scenario. He only had his jersey stolen one time, and he I, was number 12. I think I'm incorrect on the jersey steal, because 12 is correct on the jersey steal. Yeah. Because there was no name on the back. Yes. Ask DJ. When I talk to DJ at... We've had this discussion before, and with we DJ? have come to the same answer. I know the answer as well. Well, I thought his I knew the answer before nine, talking to DJ. 23, 45, 12. He was awfully convincing. He can convince you all he wants to. That's fine. Well, he told me if I gave him $50, he'd tell me the right answer. He also bet me $50 that Derek, that Derek Rose and the Bulls would win, and then Derek Rose tore his ACL. Yeah, and you gave him that bet back. That's on you. So? That's what... That's what I'm just saying. Ed Bassmaster would say, Psh. <laughs> Wow. Ed Bassmaster. Yeah. Um, 23, 12, 45, 23. Yeah, on Wikipedia they'll say This anything. is not Wikipedia. This is basketball reference. And I trust it, but all I'm saying is that. He never wore number 10, so listen to your boy here. I trust That's you. That's why I told you. His jersey was stolen. He wore number 12. Yeah, I already said that. But I'm telling you that DJ told me he wore number 10 as well, too. Mm, DJ lied to you. Well, he has done that before, I believe. <laughs> All right, so my Indiana University bust. Please. The sixth pick again in the 1993 NBA draft. None other than Mr. Calvert Chaney. Calvert. Calvert Chaney, man. I remember him on NBA Jam. He was decent because that's when they still thought he was going to be good. I think he was doomed when his mother named him. Calbert? Yeah, I don't think like you go many places besides maybe the White House being named Calbert. Could you? I mean, I could see him being in the was White there House. Calbert? No, I don't White think House? so. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think come on, that's, either. that sounds like that could be a White House name. 
Calvert Cheney. You're a politician. You could be a politician. Why, because of Dick Cheney? Well, no, that That's wasn't. literally, there's never been a Calvert in the White House. It just sounds very prestigious. It doesn't sound like a basketball player. I think you get what I'm, where I'm coming from here. When you, when you hear, let, let's say you're going up, oh, coach, what's the scouting report? You got Calvert tonight, bro. Lock him down. I'm not like super intimidated. I'm like, Calvert? I got Calvert again? Okay, cool, bro. Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? When you hear D'Angelo, you got D'Angelo, I'm like, oh, man, D'Angelo. You know what I mean? He's maybe bringing that Latin fire. So what about Ron? Ron's not super intimidating either. Ron's like, Cody. Eh. Yeah. Cody could be a little no, more. No. Cody's a wild card. Cody's kind of like Kyle. Like you never know with a Cody or Kyle's Kyle. Kyle's doing nothing but punching holes in his drywall and drinking saying. monster. That's so he's what not going to be saying. I'm afraid to guard. All right, so some of the. If you're on the opposite side of that drywall, you're in trouble, bro. Some of the bigger names that he was drafted in front of. Yeah, please. Vin Baker. Vinny. Sam Cassell. Sam I am. Nick Van Axel. Never heard of him. <laughs> And I had to say the best for last. The Ballard Bruin should have been Louisville Cardinal. Tennessee Volunteer, none other than Louisville's own Allen Houston. Allen Houston. Allen I didn't know Houston. he went to Ballard. Yes, Allen Houston went to Ballard. Oh, it's pretty interesting. And I like Allen Houston as well, Played too. Played for Scott Davenport at Ballard. I do know Scotty Davenport. So, I'll go next. We'll go Louisville this time. Yeah. Saving the best for last. Did I see what you did? No. I appreciate yours that, bro. last. Yeah, the best for last. That's why I said no. All right, so the 2009 11th pick, Mr. Terrence Williams. T-Will. Terrence Williams, to me, was a uh, draft bust. A head case as well, too. Picked in front of a guy you just mentioned, Drew Holiday. I think he should come on the podcast and defend himself. Maybe. Picked in front of Jeff Teague, Patty Mills. Wait a second! You said Jeff Teague. I'm this is I'm mentioning guys that are still in the NBA. Yeah, that's about all he is, except for this guy, Darren Collison. He just retired this year. Yeah, interesting said, story. Yeah. yeah, interesting story. If you're bored and want to read a story, read it about him because I was I was very At surprised first you're like, by what's all that. he doing. And then it's like that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, pursuing his passion. Yeah, and then interesting choice, pursuing his passion. Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll. It's a good pickup this year for San Antonio Spurs. We talked about that before. And Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev. So I can't blame them for drafting him in front of Pat Bev, though. You can or cannot? I can't. I wouldn't have drafted Pat Bev. Nobody did. I mean, he got drafted way down in the second round. I didn't even know if he got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted way down in the second round. So Arkansas, three, is that three, correct? Yeah, three bigger names that he got drafted in front of. Drew Holiday, Patrick Beverly, Damari Carroll. But Beverly ended up going and playing overseas. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, for a year or two. Yeah. So that's why I say, I mean, he never found a home until he created his own niche market for himself. Yeah. Becoming I think it was when he, when he hurt Russell Westbrook is kind of when he got known. Everybody wanted him then. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Somebody slowed down Westbrook? Yeah. That a boy. So I'll give you my pick. And uh, my pick is going to hit a little close to home as well, too. But it's a 2003, 15th pick in the draft. Oh, my goodness. This one hurts. 6'6", 205-pound shooting guard, Reese Gaines. This one hurts. Four years at UofL, averaged 25-7 and seven his senior year, top five in three major categories, made three-pointers, made free throws, and assists, 
Dwayne Wade was once quoted as saying he was the best yeah, college yeah. basketball player he ever yeah, faced. Yeah. yeah. And ended up not having a great NBA career, unfortunately. That one is tough. Because I, yeah, I thought he was destined for stardom, man. Yeah, he didn't play he much was... his first year at all. He had a tough situation at Orlando. Averaged like 1.5 points a game. I feel like that was when they picked up Grant Hill and T-Mac. He got drafted there, and then they picked those two guys up, and it was just like, yeah, he never. I'm not blaming Orlando because he obviously had. Well, they had uh, Gill was there too later. Remember who? Uh, Agent Zero. But I think that was what when he was in Orlando, though he wasn't really Agent Zero. Oh eight? No, he was Sabachi still, but he wasn't Agent Zero. Oh, that was way after his. Oh eight though. Oh nine. No, he went there after that. Did he? Yeah, he he went to Orlando for like maybe half a season. That was when he had completely fallen no, off. No, Memphis was the last place he went to. The arenas? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, gosh, man, that's tough, dude. I loved Reese Gaines. Yeah. Reese Gaines top five of my favorite players I play at Louisville. He might be my second favorite, to be honest. 6'6", 205, that was a guy who I was looking at trying to become like. And, uh, he Reese, was so good in college. Reese was a good so player. fun, yeah. man. I like Reese myself. You know, brought I mean, me down now. That's what you get. I love Reese Gaines. Because my next one is not even going to it's not even going to hurt your feelings. Well, that one didn't hurt your feelings intentionally. I was asked to do a job, and, and unfortunately my job made you very emotional over here. Yeah, so you're going first on yours. Yeah, so I'd like to go 2010, first round, 13th pick, Ed Davis. Now, I get some people you say, dude, what? You are copping out. No, that's not a cop out. I, I get some people would say, what? And to anybody who is a true North Carolina fan, you watch this kid play and you saw the potential. And it was not like a Tony Bradley who we saw recently who you said, okay, give him a year or two and he could be a great player. I thought Ed Davis was going to come in and be a monster. Well, Ed Davis is still in the NBA, but has not panned out to be the player that I thought he was going to be. One of my favorite Tar Heels of all time um, just hasn't gone the way I thought it would go for him. So of all the players, like that's the person you came up with. There's nobody yeah, else. That's my final answer. 2010, first round, 13th pick, Ed Davis. That was he was drafted in 2010. Yes. Wow, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. That seems like forever to me. So my guy, I would say of the people that listen to our podcast, I'm gonna guess that maybe like three percent of them are gonna know who my guy is. You know who he is because you're a North Carolina fan. Correct. And then I would say some Sheldon. Of our, some of our, Sheldon will probably know who this guy is. And some of our older listeners or really big basketball fans will know who this guy is. Okay. The third pick. Did you just in, want to rain on everybody's the parade? 89 draft. None other than Mr. J.R. Reed. Yeah. J.R. Reed picked in front of some guys you may have heard of. Uh, I'll name the two lower guys out of that category, Mookie Blaylock and B.J. Armstrong. I thought you were going to say B.J. Cato. No. You weren't even born yet, so he was definitely drafted in front of you. Allegedly. Other guys that he was drafted in front of, uh, the guy that was the bad part of the worst trade of all time, Vladi Divots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Um, Dunk Bracket himself, Mr. Sean Kemp. Yeah, he was also drafted in front of, and for some of you younger listeners, yes, there is a Tim Hardaway Senior that played in the NBA, and he was drafted in front of him as well. Yeah, Timmy Hardaway was a monster. Yes, 
the first letter of Run TMC. For some of you that might not know that, go back and look at the Real Warriors, bro. And for some of you deep divers, in your face! Have you seen that video of him? Who is that when he scores on somebody? Is that when he did? Yeah! Yeah! In your face! Yeah. He had... He Classic. was the cro- he was the one that made a crossover like big time. Inside out dribble crossover. Oh, dude, he was so nice. We dude. used to practice it. We used to call it the Timmy Hardaway crossover. He was so nice, dude. Yeah. Remember when him and Enzo played together in Miami? Thing is, he was low to the ground. But yeah, yeah. those Heat jerseys were really nice oh, with that yeah. tee with the flame on the end oh, of yeah. it, and that team was even better. What were you about to say though? I think that was what I was saying. Oh yeah, he was. They were nice though. Him and PJ Brown and Alonzo Mourning. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my guy, J.R. Reed. Yeah. I guarantee you, like I said, like 3% of the people listening to this are going to know who that is. Yeah. So there's really not anybody you have other than Ed Davis? No. Ed Davis is who I'm sticking to. <laughs> All right, so a couple other questions. That question was sent to us, like I said, by Eugene Carner. Our next question is Hey, he was a former ESPN uh, analyst as well, J.R. Reed? Yeah. You gotta get work somewhere because well, he the lost NBA. his job in 2011, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and then he was named an assistant coach for Patrick Henry Community College. Yeah, I don't even know what that where that is or what that is. Uh, his former teammate King Rice was the coach there, so it sounded like it might have been doing him a favor. Yeah. All right, so we had we had uh, a couple questions sent to us from uh, our self-proclaimed ho- uh, co-host. Correct. Uh, Mason Barmore. Who's waiting on his paycheck, yeah. Yeah, who's waiting. <laughs> that was the other question, when am I going to get paid? Uh, Qdoba, Chipotle, or Moe's, which one's, the, which one's the best and rank them in order? To me, this is an easy one, right? It is an easy one? Yes. For number one? Yes, because yeah. there's actually three different categories, right? And so when you're talking about quality of proteins, so you're talking about your meats, you've got Qdoba up top. The steak, the chicken, the beef, all the best at Qdoba. When you're talking about price efficiency, when you've got Mo Mondays, you can't beat that price. And when you're talking about quality of cilantro lime rice to die for, you're going Chipotle. So all in all put together, you're going to give me the cop-out answer of the week. When I have to choose... I would personally go to Chipotle, but unfortunately Chipotle is across the bridge, my friend. So I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going Cadoba as number one. I'm going Chipotle number two, and I'm going Moe's as number three. All right. So Qdoba in a landslide in this one for me. Well, see. Qdoba I don't is, know if you had to say landslide. Uh, it's not close. Because Moe's to me is garbage. Moe's proteins are very questionable. Like I once saw him grinding up a possum. Or a raccoon, something that looked like that. I'm not sure what it Moses was. Moses garbage. Moses is not very good. Moses garbage. But can you beat that $5 price point on a Monday? Yeah, I'll go to Qdoba and pay $10 because the food's better. You, yeah. This is coming from a guy who I watched spend $24 at Penn Station once for one no, meal. No, it was $21. And after tax and no, inflation. No, it was like $21. It's a lot of money. Yeah, but I was hungry, dude. And that was the only thing I was going to eat all day. I was too, and I also spent like sixteen, and I was pretty devastated. Yeah, but you can spend twenty dollars at Penn Station and not even bad night. No, because I was still hungry. I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm saying you can eat. I guess I should have said you can easily spend that much money at Penn Station. Yeah, which brings us full circle 
to the day that you told me that I was wrong on the podcast for making my own sandwich and not giving the people what they wanted and suggesting a place. Let me tell you, every night since then I have made myself a sandwich because of that one thing, and I'm sticking to it, man. I make the best sandwiches in the world. Whatever. I'm like the Pablo Picasso of sandwich making. One, Qdoba. Yeah. Two, Moe's. Moe's? Three is Chipotle, and oh this is why. My. After what and you let just let me said. finish because you haven't let me even talk yet. I don't want to with what you've got to say right here. Yeah, because I'm going to give you. Here's the reason why. One, I've never eaten Chipotle. Then you can't grade it. Yeah, so it would be three. Two, uh, yeah, the reason yeah. I've never eaten you Chipotle. You just try to slip that in there. The reason I've never eaten Chipotle is because it gave people salmonella. I'm not eating there because it's happened on more than one occasion. You know what? I'm going to take my opportunity and use it. I'm going to say allegedly, and I'm. It wasn't alleged. It would happen. You do you know anybody who was salmonella? No, it was all over the news. Listen, everybody has a salamander crawl up in your brain. That's not what salmonella is. We're moving to the next question. I don't know, bro. What are the podcasts that we listen to outside of King and the Sting in this past weekend? So the funny thing about podcasts is, I told you, I actually don't. I'm a visual listener, so yeah. I, I technically I don't have to watch it, but I only listen to my podcasts on YouTube. So, King of the Sting was the one that you know they said we couldn't say, but obviously that's a decent one. You got the Fighter and the Kid, which is Brian Callen and, and Brendan Schaub. Schaub. You obviously got the Joe Rogan podcast, which on occasion is a good one to listen to. Um, but I would say the two that I've been listening to recent or three, I'll give you three. So you've got No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas keeps he definitely it. definitely has no chill. No chill whatsoever. And he keeps it as real as anybody else ever will. I love what his perspective is on stuff. I love his opinion on a lot of stuff. His co-host honestly doesn't do it for me, but just listening to Gil and whatever guests he who has on there. It's some uh, white dude. I don't know who it is. It's some, not Mia Khalifa anymore? No, because I'd, I'd watch that a lot more often if it was. Um, but it, it's just some dude who he does a podcast with, and he does a good job. It's just not not my cup of tea as far as what he's bringing to the table. The other one is the road tripping. We mentioned there's yeah. a lot of good guests, which is actually how I found the No Chill podcast was because he was on there. Um, and then the third one is my personal favorite, but it's called Full Size Run. It's got Trinidad James on there, Matt Welty. Pop the Molly, I'm sweating. Brendan Dunn. But it's got to be my favorites. A lot about sneakers and culture in general. Got to be my favorite currently, Full Size Run. Complex and... Uh, um. Yeah, I forget what the other is called. It's on Complex. Vice, maybe? No, it's S. It starts with an S, and I just went blank. I don't remember. If I remember, I'll tell you. Cool. So, um, King and the Sting is, and this past weekend, are pretty much the only thing that I listened collector. to. Soul Collector. Sorry to interrupt. So, you did. I knew it was going to happen <laughs> like that. I had no clue. I could not think of why I went blank. But uh, the ones say it that, one more time so people because I didn't hear any of that because the ones I, I listened thinking. to are King of the Sting in this past weekend. But yeah. I have the answers of the other ones. Yeah, Cereal. which uh, if you want to, you know, go ahead and remind me who turned you on to those. You did. I've said that uh, multiple yeah. times. Well, I thought I heard that on other podcasts. So but Matt O'Brien and you both told me about Theo Vaughn around the same time. Shout out to Matt. Yeah, I'll take full credit for it though. You all, you all showed, him, and then you kind of pushed it over the edge with showing me some clips from this podcast. Yeah, and then I was going to I think North I Carolina. tagged you in them. Yeah, I went to North Carolina, and then I binged listened to all of them. Yeah, and caught up, and now I'm caught up completely. 
I've been caught up for over a month. I will say I do think King and the Sting has surpassed the fighter and the kid, and I never thought I was going to say that. It, dude, it's 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 bananas. It really is. Like, well, I can't say it on here enough. Like, if you if you just want to have immature comedy that would just make you laugh the entire time, just go right. and watch that. Or listen to it, however you are. Like BJ's a is a visual listener. I yeah. I can list. I can do either. I like to watch theirs because they have a lot of stuff that you know rip my drip and you right. know the flaunt my aunt. Like I like to see that stuff. Even the facial interactions, yeah. man, they crack me Don't up with what me. they have that going stuff, on. Yeah, but keep touching me. Yeah. <laughs> so those two play off each other really well, and this is I, I will say. I would like to think that maybe we drew a little bit of inspiration from that. Absolutely. I'm not afraid to say that at all. Well, I hear a lot of people telling us that we're getting better and better at what we do, and I feel like some of that is what we consume, some of that is just from us practicing, and some of that is us making a strategic change to how we do things here as well, too. We're giving our stuff away, bro. There's going to be other people that want to make podcasts, and now they're just going to listen to that part, and now I know what they're doing. Yep, as long as they're listening to us, we'll be happy to help them. (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, season one of Serial. uh, one of the top five most downloaded uh, podcasts of all time was the season one of Serial. Yep, I uh, love Apple of, Jacks too. Of Adnan Syed. Adnan. Uh, Adnan. It's a very sad story, but also very interesting. I don't uh, know if you remember this, but you and your brother Ryan tried to coerce me into listening to this one night for like 15 minutes. Well, I mean, I shouldn't have to because I I think once you listen to some of you, you're like, I really kind of want to know what happens. You know why I'm not going to? Because I'm not into any of that serial killer or murder or anything. I like my life to be bright and beautiful, sunshiny day. Fair enough. The other one that I listen to, <laughs> someone knows something. Uh, it's about a uh, probably another murder. It is. It's about See? a. It's about a guy that was uh, murdered by the clan, and his brother goes to investigate it, and they don't like it was never really solved. And this guy thinks he solved it. Uh, it's a true story. It's pretty sad as well, but it's also very interesting. Yeah, not something I'm going to listen to. It's very good, though. So, Someone Knows Something Season 3, Serial Season 1. That's the two podcasts for you, Mason, that I've listened to. I'm not really a big podcast listener, to be 100% honest with you, which would sound weird because I host one. Uh, but I'm If not you're really... trying to learn more about serial killers, then just ask Beef. He'll tell you right where to I'm go actually to. A, I'm actually a nowhere near as much as into serial killers as like most people you would think. Because there's a lot of Why people... Why do you have that, that Charles Manson poster on your wall? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of any others. Why do you have know. the Zodiac Killer? Oh, I forgot. We did, we did get one more question. It was from Mason as well. Yeah, shout two, out to Mason. Two-part question. Bring it on, Mason. What's your what you fav- want? What's your favorite books? And uh, can BJ even read? So, <laughs> let me answer this first of all with, yes, I am capable of reading quality entertainment. But let me just say, not reading books these days. You know what I'm saying? So you don't ever have you don't have a favorite book ever. Zero whatsoever. I like the books with the pictures in it. Have you ever? So you can't read. Well, I can read pictures. You didn't specify. As you're not reading pictures. Some would say you, that you are. No, you're not. Well, you see the picture and then you translate them into what your. So then, what's your favorite picture book? Uh, one's about cars. I like fast cars. Jeez, dude, you just proved this question right. <laughs> this is terrible, dude. I like sneakers. I like magazines. So you're like a big East Bay guy is what you're saying. Hey, what's the one that uh, you had to read in like sixth grade? I read that one. 
I read Tuesday mornings <laughs> with Maury. What's the one you had to read? I don't even know. It's got the uh, yellow brick road. In Wiz- it? You had to read the no, Wizard of Oz. No, it's not the Wizard of Oz. There's, uh, it's the uh, Chronicles of Narnia. That doesn't have the yellow brick road in it. Well, dude. I might have confused my books. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, but it was, you know, I read that one. I also read in serious. I did read Tuesday mornings with Maury. And that's a sad book. And that made me almost cry. The closest I've ever been to crying or shedding a tear in my life. Because, you know, I've, that's never happened to me before. But Tuesday Mornings with Moore is the one I'd recommend to people if you want to shed a tear. Well, I'll name two of them. One of them uh, is a book that I read in elementary school, maybe middle school, Holes, which was made to a movie. Ooh, hey, I read part of Holes. Holes was good. I had to do a book report on it, so I read enough to do the book report, bro. Nice. Well played, sir. The back of the book. The other one, Return of the King. And no, I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. I'm talking about the LeBron James book. Oh. The LeBron James book when it talked about them coming back from 3-1. Which I've read some Jordan books then since you met. For Love of the Game. That. that was a good one. Yeah. Was yeah. that the two-part one that where was they the had one. the white one and the black one in there? No. What for was Love that? of the Game was the one that had his face and he was holding the basketball That's thing. why I take the picture of my shoes in front of. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes, it's that book. Yes. So I've read some of that. That book's good. But there's also another two-part one that I had. His Airness, maybe. I think it is called and that. And then there's Salt in His Shoes. Maybe. Did you ever read Jordan Rules? I never read it, but I always wanted to. I don't to. think I did. Jordan Rules, you know, talked about how he didn't like Detroit because yeah. they foul him. Hey, I've read a lot of books now that your reference is this. I just had to think about it. I read an A.C. Green book. I read a Dave. That, talk about somebody that, like, stick to their stuff like Darren Collison. Yeah. If you want to see something crazy, if you have ESPN+, Plus, if you don't, you should get it. It's only five bucks. But they have an ESPN Or borrow short. your friends like what I do, allegedly. Yeah. That's the third They have time. the 30 for 30 short. Right. And it's about A.C. Green. Have you watched that one? No, I have not, but I know the story well. Yeah, watch that. It's phenomenal what this guy did when he played in the NBA. That's a good dude. Yes. Dave Dravecchia. You ever heard of Dave Dravecchia? Why do I know that name? The one-armed pitcher. Yes, okay. San Francisco Giants. Read that book. Um, okay. Also had another one in my head before you made me forget it, but I read, oh, what were the, the Hardy Boys? Come on, bro. The you wrestlers? know what I'm saying? No, you don't know the Hardy Boys books? Yeah, the wrestlers. Well. No, the Hardy Boys. They were blue and they, yeah, they were all mysteries. Read some of those. So you what, are what? you are a murdery mystery guy. I don't think anybody was getting murdered, were they? I'm sure they were. There's dude. no way. Yeah. Come on, the Hardy Boys were soft. So they that's really the only The Berenstein Bears, bro? Oh, classic. Let me dude. let me go ahead and ruin your world like classics. it was like it was ruined for me. What? A certain time ago. No, I'm say, not listening to this Berenstein Bear nonsense. No. Nope. Say say nope. that say the name again. Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. So everyone in our Bernstein. Everyone in our uh in our age group would say that that would be how you say it, right? Well, I don't know if everybody would, but that's what I'm sticking to. Well, and now I can't find it, of course. But I was told that that was not actually how it was spelled. It was actually the Bernstein Bears. Right, B-E-R-N? Yeah. But I can't find it now. Maybe well, it's maybe German. It was a hoax. Haven't you ever seen the R with the two dots above it? Yeah, but that wasn't on the books, though. Well, you don't remember. So you never read, like, My Life as a whatever? Those books were, like, they were always, like, weird. Let me let me name you something. Sounds familiar, but uh, no, I've never. Like uh, my wife has a smash burrito with extra hot sauce. Oh, I have read those, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I mean, they they had some good ones, man. You would, you, listen, you're bringing back some great memories, man, because I used to be an avid book reader. Shout out to the book reading club that I was not so a part of. Read. Yeah, oh, I can definitely read really well. There it is, my life as a smashed burrito with extra hot sauce. It's That's got the guy's face on it. It's kind of enlarged. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. See, I called it, though. Um, Clue. You ever read any Clue books, bro? I played or, the No, game. no, no, not Clue. Wishbone. What's the dog's name? Wishbone? Wishbone. Yeah. Wishbone. Wishbone books were classic, dude. I watched the show. I don't know if I watched the show that much. Well, that's probably because you had cable. Well, I, I was, didn't have cable. I, or maybe because I didn't have it and I was reading books. You know what I'm saying? Trying to gain knowledge. This is a true story. But I was once at a book fair and potentially had dude, to dress. shout out to book fairs. Dude. Shout out to book, book fairs. Book fairs were so Hey, they dope. still have those things. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, every once in a while I hear about one and I'll just go into the school and just act like I'm a teacher. Maybe check out some books. You know what I'm saying? Actually, that's not true at all. But once I was Clifford the Dog at a book fair. And all the little kids loved Clifford the Dog, dude. You know what I'm saying? So I was probably the best Clifford the Dog that they had ever had. I don't think I think actually I did get paid now that I'm thinking about it. If you were it. wanting to buy the complete set of seventeen books of, of what? Wally McDougal by Bill Myers, the My Life books. You can yeah. get them on eBay right now for forty eight ninety nine. Are you selling them? No. Oh, my okay. Life is Alien Monster Bait. My Life is an Afterthought Astronaut. A Tarantula Tea Tickler. I think, no, I didn't read that. They all sound slightly familiar, but my I don't remember which one I read. Life is a mixed up Millennium Bug. Walrus Whoopee Cushion. I mean, classics, dude. I don't remember classics. which ones I read. I definitely didn't read all 17. And I do apologize. This is not the entire set. This is scattered. There's they're missing one, and three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, there's but there's a lot of them there. What a rookie collector! Can't even get one, three, five, six, and seven. Yeah, but other than that, they're they're pretty much all there. So if you want the uh, the almost the whole lot, there you go, bro. Yeah, Miss, missing six of them. Well, if I had somebody to read them to me, then I'd be all right. Yeah, because you can't read. Yeah, on good days I can't yeah. sometimes. All right, so. What are we doing next? We got what, we got power moves next. I don't know. You tell me. You're the captain of the ship. All right. You want me to go first on power move? Or you want? I got two. Go for it. Yeah. You want me to take both mine first? Okay. Well, I don't care I'll, what I'll you do. do. One of, I'll do one of mine, and then you can do yours, and I'll save my good one for after that. All right. So I don't know if you saw the big story. Or the big story that came out today, um, but there was an HR manager that was fired. Did you see this? I did not. No. Um, this is pretty cool, actually. Was it that big fireworks? He was not. Okay. So, the HR manager's name was... Let me pull up his name. I'm sorry. I'm, I guess I'm unprepared. Oh, his, that's a shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you had to wait 45 minutes his for me to finish writing it. Jerry Foxhoven. Shout out to Jerry. Should we give oh, a shout out to Jerry? Yes. We're going to give a shout out to Jerry okay. Foxhoven. Shout out, out to the Mr. Iowa. Foxhoven. Iowa Human Services Director Jerry Foxhoven was asked to step down on June 17th. So this was a month ago, but this story is just not coming out. Right. You want to know why he was asked to step down? I would love to know why. Because he is a huge Tupac fan, and he put... <laughs> Lyrics of Tupac in all of his emails. Tupac? No. Don't do this. <laughs> don't ruin my story. He would he oh, your put, face was he great sent there. out an email yeah. with Tupac lyrics in it and then the next day was asked to stand down. My but ambitions not, as a rider. Yes. But 
Not only did he do that, but this is how big of a fan this guy was. Um, he would he he hosted weekly Tupac Fridays, where he would play the rapper's music in the office, as well as brought Tupac themed cookies to the office to celebrate his 65th birthday. Some of the cookies also 65th include, birthday. That's he, this guy's birthday. Yeah. yeah. That's Which, just not a typical Tupac fan that I'm no, thinking. Some of the cookies also included the rapper's iconic phrase, Thug Life, written on them. <laughs> so, so he baked them, he made them at home, yeah. and then he wrote, <laughs> then Thug, he wrote Life. Thug Life on the cookies. Dude, that's a so, classic move power right move to Mr. Jerry Foxhoven, even though he got fired. I got one up for you. Let's I had a good it. friend who used to sing Dear Mama to his mother, or rap it to his mother on Mother's Day. Oh, man. Like every year? Yes. And it was do I not, know this person? You do, and it was not very good. But I, I heard it one year, and I got a chuckle out of it, and he proceeded to tell me that's what his routine was. But that'll move on to mine. So mine is not as comical as yours. Mine's a little bit more serious. Well, but, I got a serious one after this, so. Okay. Well, I wish you would have saved that first one for last because I think that's the best one we're going to have. But my power move goes to Dontel Kong Maze, um, dudes from – around this area, Louisville, southern Indiana, but he's been on the UFC Contender Series recently. I saw somebody say something about this. Yep, a lot of people were referencing him, and uh, it was his third time on there. He's 6-2 and two overall and ends up getting a first-round KO with a second to go in the round. Yo. Yeah, knocks the dude out with a left hand. That's a nasty left hand. And uh, ended up receiving a UFC contract. Nice. So he's a heavyweight fighter. He's on the up and up as far as getting better each day. He's practicing with a lot of really, really good guys. Hope, hope he does really well and can represent this area well. To me, it was kind of interesting because I saw everything positive about him. And sometimes when you see people from this area, it's two things. It's maybe some of the haters who say, oh, I was supposed to be that, or oh, I was better than, or oh, yeah. whatever. This dude, I've not heard anything negative about him. So I'm hoping as he like grows. Jack Harlow, then. Yeah. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Jack Harlow, the yeah. the rapper from Louisville. Yeah, I never heard of him. He's pretty good. I thought you said John Carlo. No, Jack Harlow. Yeah. I actually have heard of him because you told me about the guy who looked like him in uh, Cluckers one day. Oh, yeah. When he, I yeah, asked he, him for his autograph, he got pretty mad. He definitely looked like Jack Harlow. Yeah. Okay. All right, so mine's even more serious than that one. But that one, that's a really cool story. I think I just found my new favorite UFC fighter. Dontel Kong Maze. Check him out. Dontel Maze. Yep. He sounds like he'd be an infomercial host, too. Dontel Maze here. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Well, no, listen, you're just saying that now. I know where your references come. you, You take their last names and you just use their last names. Maybe. Yeah. All right, so I don't know if you saw this story either. Okay. Do you hear a story about the uh, the California hiker Cheryl Powell that disappeared? I did not. Sixty year old Cheryl pa- Cheryl Powell from California was going out to have a a camp with her husband. Why you ask? No idea because camping's terrible. Yeah, sixty year old pleasure camping. But I get they, it. They uh, apparently they're avid campers, so they're always very prepared with this stuff. They know stuff about the outdoors. She comes in to play with this. So you gotta watch out for them ligers. Yes. So her husband goes and drops her off near their campsite. And Why did he drop her off? Because he needed to move their car or something. They're not keeping their car right there by their campsite. Yeah, you can't have your car near a campsite, bro. That's not real camping. So that's why he was moving it. So why? he was moving their Jeep. 
So he had like, a hey. pleasure hike back up to his pleasure camping. Yeah, so he was going to drop the Jeep off at the parking area. They were going to camp. Wait, do they for real drive a Jeep? Yes, that's what it said in the article. Okay. So they are real, really about that life. Yeah. So she is going to, this is the part where it was kind of like, are you really into camping? She got out to walk their dog, Miley, which was a Yorkie poo. That's okay. the part where it's like, nah. It's like New York City camping. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So. If it would have been Chihuahua, I would have had even more questions. I mean, Yorkie poo. Yeah. Okay. So when he does this, she's walking and. A random guy approaches her. Burly guy with a beard and a knife. Proceeds to tell her, you're going to do what I'm going to tell you to do. You're going to give me what I want or I'm going to stab your dog. And if you still don't do what I want, I'm going to stab you. Okay. That sounds like a hostile way to go about it. It is. Um, He was referencing things that I'm not going to mention on here that he wanted to happen. Okay. But you can use your imagination with that. Yeah, he's been out in the woods. He's a lonely man. So she runs off into the... Now, let me ask you this. Why would he stab the dog? Because she could tell... I guess he could... I would be very upset if someone stabbed my dog. Yeah. I would have just given him the dog and said, hey, man, I'll go get another one. No, it's not like that. I, I know you're heartless when it comes to animals. Yeah. So... She was lost in the what's called the Bristlecone Pine Forest area of the Inyo National Forest. Bristlecone Pine Cone. No, Bristlecone Pine Forest area. Well, why is it not Bristle Pine Cone? Because it's a Bristlecone. Okay. Would you let me finish my story? Listen, you're, move it. you're confusing you wanna, yourself. You want to read it? You want to read this? No, I can't read it. Quit interrupting my power move. You're not even letting okay. me get to the good part of the story. All right, I'm just gonna quiet. Jeez. So she gets lost for four days. So once she once she she leaves, ran she ran from the guy. Once so she's the, fast. Once all the fear has gone away, that she knows she's gotten away from this guy, she realizes I have no idea where I'm at. Right. So now she's lost in the Bristlecone Pine Forest area of the Inyo National Forest. And she didn't have her GPS on her. And she did not. So rookie move. Her husband Barbara. comes back to the area. Her name's Cheryl. Cheryl. Hey, so Barbara her husband and Cheryl comes are back close. to the area. <laughs> And looks for an hour and can't find her. Right. So, But he, he finds a big burly how, man eating her potato chips. This is how chips. I know that they're avid campers. Yeah. He has a satellite phone. Oh. Uses his satellite phone to call the authorities. Right. And the search is on. Automatically. So, Within an hour? How many did you say? Well, he searched for an hour by himself, and then he called the authorities. Right. And said, hey... You know, we're avid campers. I know my wife. It wouldn't just be lost. She wouldn't just run off. I think something happened to her. Yeah, she's 60 years old. She ain't getting far. She actually is in really good shape for a 60-year-old lady. I saw her picture in the article. She looks really good for her age. It's Callie. So she gets lost. Her husband calls, blah, blah, blah. She survives for four days by eating cactus fruit and drinking from... Cactus fruit? Yeah, and drinking from water from a spring she found. Mmm. And... So she and went pee-pee in a bottle. No, you're outside. Okay, you my just, bad. So I thought she spring stayed warm at night. from the ground was like she had to, yeah, I got you, okay, So my she bad. stayed warm at night by huddling with the dog and using unused doggy bags for warmth. Doggy bags for yeah. warmth? Yeah, you know what doggy bags are? Your dog takes yeah. some dookie on the ground, you pick it up. Like so a, she spread those out as like a blanket, makeshift blanket for her and the dog, and that's how she stayed warm. In the, you know what in, she should have done? What's that? This, this, you're not going to love this. No, she should not have let the dog go to the bathroom and picked it up. Come on, no, dude. No. You said for warmth. 
Yeah, that stuff's only going to stay warm for so long. Okay. And then it's going to start smelling. Desperate times call for desperate measures, my I think friend. She, I think it showed that those desperate measures were fine with just unused doggy bags. Okay. I'm just saying, Barbara could have done well with this. Her name is Cheryl. Shout out to Cheryl. For the fourth time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst power move ever because you've completely ruined it. This Listen, is a good story. I think it's a very good story it. as well, too. So... She was found two hours after they found her barking dog around oh. the same area. She went insane, and she was barking like a dog. All right, what's your beef? <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to start off with your beef since you – I mean, I think I know what Are yours you gonna might iter- be. No, my, you're not going to know my beef. You're actually probably going to be surprised. Listen, I can't help that – well, I thought maybe it was me. That's why I was asking. No. I, I can't help that I was trying to make is that your, story just, even let better. Let me just ask this. Is your beef a good one? I, I'm going to say that my beef is, you know, a beef. You know what I'm that saying? That gives me nothing. Well, typically when you're like, you dislike something, it, it's a beef. All right. So my beef is with the uh, the the host, I guess you would call them, of the 40 Yards of Gold. What is that? The 40 Yards of Gold was the thing that they hosted for the NFL players where they Ooh, they the, tried to run the fastest 40-yard dash. Yeah, and they where, they got a Adidas contract, right? No, they're supposed to get a million dollars, which Marquise Goodwin has still not been paid. Oh, man. So the main investor, which uh, they just allegedly know who it is, um, yep. said, I gave them my credit cards and told them, take whatever money off of there. Now, wait a second. He's got a mill on a credit card? This dude is, this dude is apparently loaded. Yeah, but co- I mean, you charge a mill to a credit card? I don't know if that works. I don't know. I, I got a three hundred dollar limit, bro. I don't have credit cards like that. So, the investor <laughs> said he did everything he was supposed to do. Said the guys in charge were given his credit card info and were told do whatever you need to do to get whatever money you need. Yeah. Whatever money is needed for all this and whatever money is needed for the prize, take it off there. That sounds pretty inappropriate. So, Marquise Goodwin beat Carolina Panthers DB Dante Jackson. For the championship and has still yet to be paid. So my beef is with the two guys that have not paid Marquise Goodman. So what's going to happen now? I have no idea. He's going to get away with it. He's going to live his life happily ever after. I mean, the guys are already happy. Look how much money he has. Well, I don't know how much money he has. It sounds like it's a decent amount. But that'll move us to my beef. You know what I'm saying? And my beef hits a little bit more closer to home. Because we mentioned it actually in previous episodes as well as last week but homemade ice cream and you know homemade ice cream is really really great right the mistake i made with homemade ice cream is i'd only tried the cookies and cream flavor and recently meyer had a sale where they were 2.99 for all the licked ice creams and so i figured i had to pick up a couple right because they're only like 2.99 3.99 somewhere in that ballpark right so what did i go with that's right the most classic ice cream flavor of classic ice cream flavors. Vanilla. Well, that's probably the most classic is chocolate. Butter pecan. That's not a classic one when if you're talking a classic, it's vanilla or chocolate. Uh butter pecan is an old fashioned like when I think when I think of high class individuals I think of Rocky Road. No. I mean I'm okay. To be honest with you, I don't think I've ever had Rocky Road ice cream. It's not good. In my opinion. It doesn't seem good. No. I mean, who wants rocks on their road anyways? You no, know what I'm saying? Just so, hurt your feet. Yeah. So it's not a good road. But anyways, back to what my beef is. So I get the butter pecan, right? And fun fact about butter pecan, 
actually just pecans in general. When I worked at Dairy Queen, the most expensive item per ounce in Dairy Queen was pecans. Well, it sounded like it was drugs at the one you worked at. Well, no, those were not very expensive. Those were pretty (laughs) readily accessible from the managers and people who were not good people there. But moral of the story, the butter pecan reference is that homemade ice cream makes butter ice cream with no pecans in it. So you can't have butter pecan with no pecans. There's for real. I could count the amount of pecans that are in this butter pecan ice cream, bro. That's a real problem, and I'm sick of it, homemade ice cream. I want you to send me a full thing of pecans to my address. It's disclosed below with this podcast link, and then we can fix it. I mean, I've already told you. Um, what did you tell me? I've already told you the best flavor that homemade ice cream makes. What? Cookies and cream? No. Cookies and cream is definitely by no. far the best. As of the two ice cream flavors I've had from homemade, it's definitely cookies and cream. Cherry cordial by homemade ice cream is by far, and it's not close, the best flavor that they make. Listen, you know where you messed up? You we, That's what you should have said instead of Rocky Road. Well, here's the, here's the reason why I didn't tell you, because I knew it would disappoint you, because I'm disappointed as well. They stopped, they stopped selling it anywhere around here. Why? I have no idea. Because we aren't upclass society. I guess right? not. Because that okay. is like as so like the knobs they probably sell it. No, like nowhere around here. I think the closest one is over on Newberg Road. I found some small rinky-dink place that sells it. You know, I don't know Newberg well, but that's not what I was expecting you to say. It's not Newberg. It's Newberg Road. So that road leads to Newberg, but it's not in Newberg. Well, that sounds like one and the same to me. No, it's like Bardstown Road. You, is that in Bardstown? Oh, well, I don't know if that's true, but if it's like Bardstown Road, then, man, you got to duck and dodge the hipsters. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just saying, would you consider Bardstown Road in Bardstown? We no, used to have a joke years. on Bardstown Road that the circus was let out because, man, you would see some interesting individuals. We go shout-out to Cafe 360. You got some good Kathy rolls there. You got a delicious cheesesteak. Not a Philly cheesesteak, a delicious cheesesteak. You got some fire quesadillas. The quesadillas were good. Yeah, they are. And efficiently priced. But, I mean, we're talking good restaurants on Barstown Road. Well, that wasn't like a good restaurant. No, never had the Eagle. Oh, dude, the Eagle. We're going to have to go there one day. What is it? It change your life. Are we going to those burger joints July 22nd through? I got a different proposition for you. Mm. I think you're going to like the sound of this. Well, if it's along these lines, I think I do. So... Someone comes in town, and they're like, hey, where's the best so-and-so restaurant? You know, they ask you, and it it stinks to not be able to tell them, in your opinion, what's the best type of restaurant in Louisville. Well, why can't you do that? So, I'm going to tell you. So, I looked up on uh, Google the other day. Yelp's way better, bro. Well, I haven't gotten to that point yet. You keep keep interrupting me today. I might change my beef. Now you know how it feels. So, the question was, best pizza places in Louisville? None Which of them. led me to a what? Yelp article for the top 30 pizza places in the city of Louisville. 30? There's 30 of them. Yeah. So, my brother, Matthew, and I are Shout going to, to start... Does he at, like being called Matthew? I just called him that. Right. Matt. Okay. I didn't want to be disrespectful. We're That's why I start asked. at one... And we're going to go down the list until we think we've eaten enough. On the pizza joints. On the pizza joints. What are you, Dave Portnoy? No, because we're going to take more than one bite. 
And that's the other thing. Everybody that, knows the rules. I cannot stand that guy. I want to punch him right in the throat. You wouldn't do such a thing. Yeah, because he probably has an entourage around him. No, he doesn't. But he is a Patriots fan. I don't care. I know. They're the worst. I don't care. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, we're going to go down the list. Right. I appreciate the invite, bro. I'm inviting you to do this. Okay. Because well, we have not started. Yeah. Number one is a place that I have not tried. Out of the top ten, I took a picture of the top ten. Are you starting at one? Yeah, we're going to start at one like Brian It's an McKnight. interesting way of doing it because you don't got anything else to gauge it against, man. We're starting at Yelp's number one. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You can't taste the best first of what is allegedly the first. You yeah, got to start is, at like because 30. What if, we, what if we eat it and the next one we're like, wow, that's better. Then we're like, oh, this is wrong. So what I this is the thought that I had in my mind. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to do, you know, with the blog, we'll post a thing about every one of them. Blog or vlog? The blog that we have. We yeah. can do both. I say it. vlog. We do. We'll People do like watching. Yeah, but we'll that we'll, smiling we'll pearly whites. Yeah. So what we'll do? I is can't we'll, read. We'll, anyways, is we'll talk service, cleanliness, like taste, you know, and like what the pizza looks like because I think that's a big. And we'll rate them out of like five pizza slices. You know, one through Can five. our grading scale be out of 100 instead? No, we'll do five pizza slices. Yeah, but what are you, so are you going to do half points or are you going to do like four? Well, there's no, gonna be because a lot we're of... not Dave Portnoy. We're not no. nerds. No, listen, It's man. one through five. I'm going to have to critique your thing already. No. No, it doesn't sound good. Because there's going to be a lot of fours, a lot of threes, a lot of fives. How am I going to know which one of those fours, threes, and fives are the best? That's because it's going to be your rating. I'm going to have my own. You're if you have did yours. it 100, like the 2K ratings, then your That's best. way too high to think of. No, man. It's easy. Come on. First thing you do. And then do... you can throw in pizza slices as the pictures. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You could do a lot of pictures of pizza slices. I'm not doing 97 pizza slices. You want me to tell you a secret? Last night I ate a large pizza all by myself. From where? From Domino's. Do you want me to tell you what I had Was on the pizza? Crust? I was crust. You was know it thin crust or hand tossed? Because that no, makes a big no, difference. No, it was actually neither. It was deep dish? No, it was uh, Brooklyn style. They brought that back? Uh, well, you've got the option of always doing it. But all pizzas are currently 50% off. You're welcome, listeners. You know, through the 21st. If you take the cru- the stuff off the crust, I like Domino's pizza still. But I just don't like the crust stopping. What do you think my toppings were? Your toppings, it's probably something outrageous. Oh, it's delicious. It, because you always throw like weird stuff on there. I mean, some would say that, but I'd say one was pepperoni. That's not that weird to me, no. my friend. You're with me still. Or no, I'm with you still. Number two was jalapenos. I just can't handle that, so I can't really hate on you for that because I just don't like spicy stuff. So Yeah. Luckily, they jalapenos aren't that spicy. I mean, they're not. It is for me because I have a very weak tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's calling it, just calling it where it is. That sounds like a personal problem. Uh, at least I admit it. And number three was the balancing act. Do not say it, dude. You dude, know do it. Do not say it. All right. So the second pizza on pizza place on that list was old school pizza. We're not talking about pineapples on pizza, BJ. Yes, we are. No, we're not. And Parmesan cheese. And what are the spicy red pepper yeah. machigima thingies? Do they still have the jalapeno cheese there? That you cheese cups? You know, it probably costs money. And I don't like paying money. So this, I'm going to let you in a little inside edition for... Ask them when you get to the door. You can do that. After you already paid. You can do that. They still charge me. I'm telling you what we used to do when we worked at Domino's. Yeah. That's what I need to know. So Only 12 years ago. 
Hey, boy, it's about that long ago. <laughs> it really was. It really was about that long. So slinging that dough. Every once in a while, yeah. you would get dough that was going to be um, past its ex- prime. Yes, past its prime. So what we would do instead of throwing that dough out, we would just cut it down. Yeah. So that we could make a pizza, a smaller, like let's say it was large dough that was that was over prepped and it was about to be bad. Yeah. We would just cut it down some, so we would cut little slivers off of it. Right. And then we would just make a medium pizza with that instead of using a medium dough. Right. So. Then you save the slivers for what? Yeah, you're so good. I'm where getting I'm going. at. We would save the slivers for these breadsticks, dude. Ooh. That were. Oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, but why not just just listen. make a pizza? You're not gonna because that that's not gonna look like a pizza. So what you do is is you. So the thing with their breadsticks is, is a lot of them are already prepped when you're going to make them. So if you've had the cheesy bread, it looks like a half of a... Basically, it looks like a half of a pizza if you look at it. They just, yeah. Basically, what you do is you just smash out a medium pizza, and then you you perforated uh, pizza cutter thing over top of it. Yep, I know what slice, you're talking about. And then cut it in half. That's what. That's how yeah. they prep their cheesy bread. Yeah. I prepped millions of cheesy breads back in the day. Cheesy and, bread As well prepped. as breadsticks. Yeah. So... You would squirt this butter on top of it, and then you would put it on the screen that you cooked the pizza on, Yeah, and then put that in the oven. Now, when they came out, you would put the breadstick stuff that they had on there, the right. sprinkle stuff. Right. Oh, my goodness, dude. And you get you a cup of that jalapeno cheese that they had. Yeah. Dude, I used to take this up home, and people were like, dude, what is this? Yeah. Like, why don't they sell this? Well, they, they pretty much do, do they not? They do now because yeah. they stole our idea and called them garlic knots. And yeah. they're not anywhere near as good. No, I had them once. They're, they're not really cr- that good. you got to eat them really, really fresh. So that's why what you were doing was way better. Yes, because it was a crunch, but yeah. the inside was still that nice softness. Yeah. Dude, I with, got one better with for that you. that jalapeno cheese, dude, dude. We used to have a buddy, same buddy who would sing Dear Mama... I had a guess on who this was, but we're not going to throw his name in on here. I'll just ask you when we finish, but I think well, I we know can do it, it either way. But yeah, it's a good friend of mine, one of my closest friends I have, and he worked at Bruno's Pizza Place for a while. And they would allow them that when something like that was going on, they would just give them the dough and say, "You can use unlimited toppings. You can make whatever you want." And so this place was not selling that many pizzas. So on Wednesday nights, we used to have oh, what was the chicken joint? That's where Cluckers pretty much is. Wings, Wings to go. Wings to go. Yeah, Dude, that place was so fire too. So our buddy owned that place. Actually, shout out to Perry McCall. And um, he owned it, and they would do 10-cent wings on a Wednesday. Like you could eat a hundred wings for ten dollars. Oh, I kept that place in business, I feel like. I well, ate there all the time. You probably put them out of business if you ate there for 10-cent wings. But, yeah, I <laughs> think they were trying to sell beverages, adult beverages, yeah. that wasn't going so well for them. But, anyways, moral of the story, we would go there on a Wednesday night. We would all buy wings, but then our buddy would bring a pizza. And what he'd do is he'd take, like, an extra-large crust. He'd crush it with all the meat you could ever imagine. He'd fold it over into, like, a medium pizza and it'd just be full of double sauce, double cheese. So it's kind of like the pizza they have at Papa Murphy's. I don't know. I I've haven't never... had the pizza at Papa yeah, Murphy's, but they say they have. It's almost like a pizza inside the pizza, and then there's pizza on top. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it pizza is. Pizza on top. Yeah, but this was the original. Yeah. And this was delicious because it was fresh, and it was, yeah. So. <laughs> 
shout out to pizza because now I might order one. Uh, pizza's good, man. Yeah. I had that blaze again with the uh, vegan chorizo. Vegan chorizo is interesting. It's good. I'll go ahead and yeah. tell you guys before you all make fun of me that vegan chorizo is actually pretty good. If they didn't tell you it was vegan, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. If you if they didn't tell you it was vegan chorizo, you wouldn't right. even know. Chorizo is underrated too. Very much so. Yeah. I don't think if anyone listens to this podcast, they would think it's underrated in our books because both of us like chorizo a lot. True. So, um, man, that's pretty much all I got for today, man. Yeah, I think it was another fun episode. Hopefully we'll have some more fun guests coming on in the future. We do have one for next week. So we have them scheduled. Again, it has to be recorded before we do anything, but it's going to be a good one. It'll be a great one. And as all of them always are. And episode 97 this week, episode 98 coming next week. For 100, we got to do something special. So we want to know what people want us to do for the I special 100th good, episode. I had a pretty good suggestion from someone. I had one, too. It was called Shave Your Facial Hair into the Idea That the that Listeners not, Wanted. That was not it. That's the one I heard. I had a suggestion given to me by Mr. Matt O'Brien. Shout out to Matt O'Brien. He says what we should do is ask people what their favorite moments were of the podcast. Right. And play it during our front our, during our 100th episode. Do you know what I love that idea, but you know what I'd be afraid of? What's Everybody up? would be picking my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like the intros. The, the I numbers. I would be game. willing to bet that almost no one would pick. Well, them. I mean, depends on how they're sending that information Except in. Except for like your family because they feel bad for you. No, they've lived with me for long enough. I don't think they feel bad for me anymore. <laughs> I think they feel bad for themselves. But I mean, you know, if it's coming through email, I think there might be a lot of emails that would come your way about that. I think we should do that. I think that should be a segment of what our uh, what our listeners' favorite favorite uh, seg- or segments yeah. or episodes or I wouldn't even say segment. It was moments. Yeah, what are your favorite, favorite moments favorite, on favorite the podcast? Moments of the podcast. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be when they were on there too, which is good. I like that too. That's fine. That's we're going to do that. That's then. good. That's not going to be the entire episode, but that's going to be. A majority of that episode because 100 episodes is going to be a little bit of celebration, man. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out the logistics of it, yeah. but 100 episodes, you doing 100 episodes of Beef Beef is phenomenal. I well, mean, technically, I've only done, I would only have done 99. That is true. But it would be the 100th episode, which, yep. man, I, it's crazy to say this that I'm almost there because dude, I still remember when I did the first one and I was scared to death, deer in headlights, had no idea what was going to happen from it. Send it to a couple of you guys, you being one of them, and just said, hey, yeah. man, you listen to a lot of podcasts. You've talked to me about sports. Tell me what you think of this. Yeah. Everybody gave me pretty much the same feedback, and I was like, I want you to be as critical as possible. Right. You know, there was a few critics that said, you know, it could be louder. That was before I figured out that only one of the mics was working. So <laughs> that was... All that feedback, though, I like hearing yeah. this stuff because it's like you know what you got to work on. That's yeah. why I like listening to it, too. And I think, you know, not to toot our own horn, but I think we've came a long, long way from the beginning. Yeah. And I think each podcast, hopefully we're getting better and better. Hopefully we're gaining more fans and interacting with more fans as well, too. I and mean, I think we definitely are, man. Just how many people write on our stuff now? Yeah. We're almost to 500 likes now on Facebook. We've come a, a good distance, man. I actually got a text the other day. It was to mason and myself but it was from matt o'brien's brother 
Yeah. Uh, I'm only two weeks late, but your all's pod was probably one of my favorites. Listen to it at, at work today. That's awesome. So, I mean, just to hear that stuff from people, I can't say that enough. That's awesome because it yeah. makes me feel like I actually have a fan. Man, they could be doing anything else. Yeah. That's the crazy thing to me. Like, they're spending their time, you know, and, and even some people are spending their money on helping us pursue what we want to pursue. So, we appreciate that. And it brightens my day whenever you get something like that and you see, you know, even the conversation that we have on there. A lot, yeah. a lot of good people having some fun with us. Kristen uh, sharing it last week because – Raymond was on. Yeah. She listened to the entire episode, despite what people thought. She sent a group text to me and Ray, and we was just badgering him. So that was pretty cool to see. It's, it was it was fun, man. It's it's been fun. We're not to a hundred yet, but you were pretty giddy over having Ray on. It I, was fun, man, because yeah. I never get to see Ray and right. Ray and I. Ray, myself, Ryan, and Bethany went to uh, Roosters after that. Right. And eight, and me and Ray end up sitting in the parking lot till 2.15 in the morning just sitting there talking, man. Yeah. It's because we haven't hung out. I mean, I told you, since he's moved, I've seen him maybe four times. Yeah. It's just, man, it, you know, it's when Life comes at you. Exactly, man. It's, you know, one of your longest friends. You don't get to see him very often. And when you do, it's, it's, what's crazy with him, man, is I'm sure, you know, like Mo with you. Yeah. You don't ever, you don't see Mo, but when you see Mo, it's like you've seen him every day. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like nothing has changed. Right. That's the way it's always, it always is with Ray. Like, me and Ray just pick up right where we left off. It's always just like, oh, yeah, dude, you, I just saw you yesterday, but it, yeah. it happened. That's something I specifically tell all my friends is it, it's like, it doesn't matter when you get to talk, always be brothers. Yeah. So if they ever need anything, they know who to call. And I could tell that's the relationship you have with Ray, and it was both ways. Some, yeah. Sometimes that relationship is a one way street. This relationship was both ways. Yeah, I love it, dude. It's good. it was good to see him, and I was glad that you guys finally got to meet. Yeah, um, cool dude. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Hopefully, they do well this year. That's going to be a tough thing for we him should, to we go. Try to make a trip down there or something. Go yeah, and see him. That'd be really be cool. cool. Well, and it sounds like they play some good talent too, so it'd be fun yeah. to see. I mean, Nashville seems like it would have good teams, but from what he was speaking, man, it almost sounded like it didn't. Now, I will say, Ray, if you were to get a shot clock, I would definitely be on board. <laughs> yeah, so. For those of you that don't know, that haven't been on the podcast that listen, which that number is growing smaller by the day, it seems like, because more of our more of our listeners are getting on the podcast with us. Right. But for those of you that don't know, BJ, BJ and I, sorry, I got to take a drink, just burping up that chorizo. BJ. To be fair, that was right in the middle of a burp. Yeah. That I didn't know was coming. But Jai. BJ and I write down our... Uh, what order we're going to go on the podcast and we give that to the person we're interviewing or have on with us as well so that everybody knows where we're going to next what we're going to talk about everything like that well one of the things we wrote down last week was a debate that bj and ray had about four months ago i guess it was ish yeah about it was actually like almost four months because i went back and was looking at some of our old posts today looking for the toilet paper thing (laughs) um was do should high school have a shot clock right and for those of you that have listened to last week's episode that was not discussed in the episode at all (laughs) i completely skipped over it on accident and that was one of the things we were most excited about talking about because we thought there could be some good conversation with it yeah. So, if anything, that leaves Ray a chance to come back. 100%. That's what we like to do is because it's a good ending point where we've got something to reference in the future. Yeah. And I think we'll both still have the same opinion on it, and I think we'll both respect each other's opinion, so I think it'll be a fun episode. Yeah. I did want to say shout-out to 
Grant, you already said this earlier, Grant wanted us to reference that there's the upcoming Pac-Man, Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman fight this weekend, Saturday, July 20th, out in Vegas. Oh, I might have to hit him up then. Friday's, yeah. Friday's Grant's birthday. That'll be, well, first of all, happy birthday to Grant. Yeah. Second of all, that would be a great, I think he's going to say Thurman might win this fight. So it'll be fun to watch, but I'm hoping Pacquiao in his old age can possibly pull one out. I think Pacquiao's a hard guy not to like, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I've he, seen videos of him handing out money out in front of his house every morning and stuff. Yeah, he's just he seems like he's a good dude. Not a very good basketball player. He's not. He's a great singer, though. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> singer. Fantastic. Yes, he I, is. Yeah, I got three buddies that have a birthday on Friday, I believe. On the same day? Yeah. Another another uh, former guest. Yeah. Michael Mullins. Birthday's on Friday. Shout out to Michael Mullins. So Happy birthday to you. We got two you. Michaels. Their birthday's are on Friday. Cause you can get some Mike and cheese? Because oh, I've had it. I told you, dude. I had yeah. it Thursday. Fire. Yeah. So good. So for his birthday, what do you get somebody who has the best Mike and cheese in the world? A friendship, man. My, yeah. my presence. That was a cliche answer. <laughs> I'm is. not sure which hopefully, one was worse, Ed Davis or that one. But hopefully I'll get to go hang out with him. I'm going to go see Lion King on Friday. Uh, I may hit him up and hang out with him after because I know Matt's going to hang out with him. So yeah, I'll probably go hang out with him. I hopefully you guys have some fun. For sure, man. It's always great to hang out with Mike. Save some Mike and cheese for me, please. Which, speaking about that, there's some – tell him to look up. There's some oh, – he's already been in contact with him. That, that – uh, macaroni and cheese yeah. thing. Festival. Oh, Good. yeah. In Good. September. Good. Yep, he's already... Oh, dude, I saw a picture of their truck. It's going to look dope. Yeah. It's already getting close to being done. It's going to be dope. Food truck is an interesting thing. I, I hope it does really well for them, but it's all about the food. He and wants to do well just taking out the Area 51. Everybody likes Mike and Cheese. <laughs> so when they're raiding, man, they need to you know, fuel up. Refuel, bro. yeah. Yeah. Got to get the carbs in. Absolutely, dude. That's where you get all your energy and your fat from. $7 waters. I'll be selling the $7 waters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you got enough down there to, to sell at Area 51. I'll go through that in two days. Yeah. Or two episodes. Or two episodes. <laughs> so, man, another uh, another long one here. I'm not going to tell you because here's also a little inside scoop for you guys. Yeah. After every episode, when we finish... And, you know, I do a couple little edits to the podcast. We started the game when BJ joined the the podcast. BJ tries to guess how long every episode is, and he tries to be within 10 minutes. Right. Last week he was within... 10 minutes on the dot. No, you were within like two minutes. I thought it was 243, 253. That was two episodes ago. Was it two episodes? Yeah, last week, me and Ray were pretty close. We split hairs. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, you were really, really close on one. Well, whenever I said 2.15 in the podcast, I was exactly on. That's what you told me. And you were like, what? How did he know that? Yeah, I was like, whoa, how did he know that? Yeah, because I had, side note, I don't know if anybody noticed, but I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of one of them, and I had to stop. Yes, which was hilarious. Yeah. I did not know we were stopping until you paused and took off running. Yeah, I was like, dude, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, I'll be right back. But... I don't know. Sometimes I like giving you guys little tidbits of the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on with this because, yeah. I don't know, I like hearing that stuff. But Ray always tries to guess. So We're having fun. Hopefully yeah. they're having fun with it too. But that's a fun game you all should play. Don't look at how long the podcast is and guess. I guess it's probably tougher for them than it yeah. is for me because it's going to be right in their face. But uh, I'll finish with wipe yourself off, man. You did. Fair enough. But, guys, stay cool. 
because it's hot again. Tomorrow's supposed to be a really big heat wave. But uh, anyways, beef out. Peace.